I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2019. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So you guys hear her voice. She's back again. She is the incredible, yes. rhyme edible, the, the, the impeccable, all of that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, Cole, hey, listen. Jam. I have been rolling around. I said this on the last podcast too. I've been in listening. The mud. I've been listening to Solange, <laughs> and when my favorite song on her on her new album is Almeida, because it's like the lyrics mm-hmm. is all about black things, right. and it's like black this, black that, and then she says one line where she says. Um, these are all black owned things, you know, even, even black faith won't be washed away, you know, and it's like, even from that, it's just, listen to the songs on there. If you're a writer, I'm telling you, so you got bar. she is, she is bringing <laughs> black Afrofuturist, look, she got me ready to go and bust out with my black cowboy, urban cowboy, what's it called, concrete cowboy? I got to find a cooler name, because y'all know urban cowboy is one of my favorite yeah. cowboy movies ever with John Travolta mm-hmm. Deborah and, and Deborah Winger, right. who I, Apparently they did not like each other when they were filming oh, they it. It happens, it happens. But the it's tension eating. is so rich and the sexual tension just pops off between maybe them. Maybe it's because they so didn't like each other. Maybe they should have just been fucking Damn. and get really get into it. Because it's like, it comes off sissy and the two-stepping and all the great music of that. So, and I was just telling Linnell, like, we have black people that been doing that since day one. Oh, you were just one. telling me. I already knew. She so already don't knew. act like you were trying to educate me. I was not trying to educate like, you. I did not say I that. I got to tell Linnell about the black cowboy. No, no. Like, come I on now. Not, no. You know like my, I, like no, my she parents are telling, She was yeah. telling you no, about the script. About the script. Not about the project. I was telling about the script. Make it clear. Look, she already knew about it. I was just telling her because she already knew in St. Louis. We had coming through St. Louis. St. Louis. Majority. When they was coming through trying to figure out. But it's making me inspired to go ahead and bring. It's time for me to bring the black movie cowboy experience love story <laughs> Geronte Rhodes I'm coming years. for you Get it. I'm coming it's for you it's called being in the military dude mm-hmm. then we got my girl Linnell White She's in the house writer producer director herself right now <laughs> Y'all over there having sidebars and shit? No, because he's Listen. like, I thought you were from Long Island. I was like, I never said I was from St. Louis. I lived there for 12 years before right. I came out here. Mm-hmm. You know, got a house there still. I got to mm-hmm. get rid of. Well, she acting like, like you know, all this, never mind. But my parents are from, my parents are born and raised in Louisiana. So I, I get cowboys. Oh, that's how, what is, it's interesting. You know what was interesting? I was, I was just. Uh, What's up, interesting? My was, parents? They had they had a they migrated out of the south after great migration degrees and went up to New York and that's where I'm from. So so I was listening to this to this thing on the radio today coming up here talking about the uh, Plessy the Plessy versus Ferguson case Mm -hmm. you know that set up separate but equal. So there was the guy was saying that they had chose this guy Plessy just kind of the same way they chose um, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. because the whole thing was they were trying to say that. Um, who is you know they're, they're trying to separate blacks and whites on these on, on like train cars, mm-hmm. 
And the guy they chose was Plessy. They were saying he could pass for white. Yep. Very, very fair-skinned. So fair-skinned. And, and, and they were like, you can't do no law like this that, that comes up that says, because you can't tell this guy's white or black. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and because he's from Louisiana. And they were saying that the, the Creoles, who, who were pr- pretty much all primarily... Um, Gender colors. Like, who... who who were never slaves? They were they make it a point. They were never slaves. They, they were suffering from this. Kind oh, of they thing. were slaves in a different type of way. Yes, a different way. It's interesting. It's interesting because I, because I I think people don't know that 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 person was such a so, well, the past were white. There was also some um, marriages that were intentional. That's Chris to Derrick, sort of, by the way. To sort of keep the skin getting lighter and yeah. lighter each generation, they would you'd be partnered with someone mm-hmm. that was like intentionally, yeah, intentionally, intentionally, yeah, to try and yeah, make sure they, and, yeah. so that they could get into that passing zone. Mm-hmm. That was. A whole agenda by mm-hmm. a certain community. Boy, I've never seen I'm not that gonna say story. the I'm not gonna say it was specifically the Creoles, but there were communities of Black folk oh, yeah. who were doing yeah. that. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's so, a movie too. Yeah. Yes. So if you guys are grown, let's especially go when ahead. especially when you have a throwback baby that shows up in those genetics. Because <laughs> when you start mixing, every now and then you get two One light skins, right. yeah, and you have that recession, and it pops up, and next thing you know, it's like, whose black baby is this? That's your black baby, because it's those genes coming back in. They come back. So, um, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get into the show. Yes. We're going to talk about a couple of things. One, we're going to talk about, you know, managing your reps and stuff like your agents and mm-hmm. your managers. And the other thing, um, Linnell mm-hmm. brought up this really cool topic. Why don't you set well, it up for let us me, I mean, I was hit really hard this week by the passing of Luke Perry, right. 52 years old, and um, passed from complications from a stroke he suffered a week prior. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And when a stroke first happened, I said... Oh well, he's fifty-two, and he's he's gonna have the best doctors in the world. That's the he's, same he's thing. gonna be fine. Yeah. But then when I so when I was driving from yoga, when I heard the news on the radio that he had passed away, and then my mm. car almost ran off the road. Mm. So for you young bucks out there who don't know Luke Perry, um, he's predominantly known Kill for, for the show. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> for, for a television show called Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two and Zero. It started in nineteen ninety. So yeah. and it ran for nineteen ninety, and it ran for ten years, and was done like not in ninety nine two thousand ish. Okay, now I'm going to go even further back. It ran ten years. It really ran ten years. Fuck, that's a long yes, time. Yes, it ran ten years. Um, I'm going to go, and not that Luke Perry was on every season. He took a couple seasons off because mm-hmm. he was doing films or doing other things, mm-hmm. because they all thought they were going to like sort of you know go and be in different mm-hmm. venues or whatever. Um, when that show came on, I want to remind everyone: Fox was a fairly new network. There was a time where Fox there was no Fox, right? You had like a local affiliate in your neighborhood that then became Fox. Like in right. my in my hood in New York, it was WMYW Channel Five, and that became what we now know mm. as like Fox or whatever. Right. But <clears throat> Fox was a brand new network, and so th- some of the initial things they had on were Twenty One Jump Street mm-hmm. and things that appealed to ethnic audiences. Anytime a network is new, because there was Fox, and then WB came along. Right. A, lot every, like, right. a lot of times when these networks are new, they try and tap into these market these audiences that aren't served. So mm-hmm. it's it's black audiences, mm-hmm. it's teens. Right. So when 90210 came out in 1990, we're coming out of the 80s and it's like, well, what do we want to, what are we going to, and it's Aaron Spelling mm-hmm. who also did, I believe he did like Dynasty and yes. a lot of other you yeah. know, nighttime soaps. Mm-hmm. So he's behind this teen show. His own daughter was on and there, Tori Spelling. The, I'd yeah. say the first season of 90210 is kind of soft. You know, it's like, oh, Brenda's got a dog or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the smart Season two, Brenda had a baby. Okay, <laughs> <the> show did. <laughs> What is it sort of set the model for a teen drama? Mm-hmm. Like you got your sort of bad boy, misunderstood outsider, and that was Luke the character Perry. Luke Perry played, and, right. and Dylan 
McKay, I think the name was. Mm-hmm. The brilliance of the show also was you had two, a Midwest family gets plucked into Beverly Hills. Like, they right. just moved there. So, they, right. so we're learning the scene through their, through right. their eyes right. with Brenda and um, the Jason Priestley character, Brandon. Mm-hmm. They were twins. Okay. But then you're seeing, like, I grew up in New York, so you're seeing surfing, beaches. You're seeing mm-hmm. a lot Beverly of community. Hills. You're seeing a lot of community. That I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, this is so foreign to right. me. I don't know right. what it is. And they're making it look all cool. Right. It was sexy. Very sexy, very yeah. cool for, for, you know, circa 1990. Mm-hmm. The other thing that the show did that was really smart was they ran episodes during the summer. When everyone was taking hiatus, the show really, I remember catching steam during the right. summer. Right. When it was still on, it was like the only thing teens could watch, because teens are, teens and even younger, preteens are out from school. So like, what are we going to watch? Oh, 90210 is new this week. Let's right. watch that. Mm-hmm. And then Brenda had a pregnancy scare. And they were in high school. So exactly. Right. So. And the kid, you know, and, the, and, and most of the cast was actually like twenty high school. Yeah. Yeah. So Some of them were like almost 30. Okay. The one, yeah, one character Ayn, was 30. Ayn Zering was always a little bit older. Right. Than she, she, he still looks good. Too. You know, he was, but, but if, if, so that 1990s, what, it's like, I mean, if he's 52 now when he dies, and that show comes out in 1990. He's 22. He's yeah, 22, playing mm-hmm. like an 18 year old. So, mm-hmm. and so, so and so that's kind of. Well, maybe not 22. I don't know. You know, he was, something, he was, something he was like, like that. He was like 20 something. Yeah, but he's he's close to the age, and a lot of times that was the, that's not what they did. They would right. usually cast teenagers to be a little older for a mm-hmm. lot of reasons. But I think that I think that show did something interesting with it. Well, you always want to cast somebody 18. Yeah. For a show like that, yeah, you need to be able to film work them. and work with them because right. if they're under eighteen, you got different times that right. you yeah. have right. them all day on set. Or but, but I thought it was interesting because I thought that, like, like those kids actually looked kind of like kids as opposed to yeah. like, oh you're an adult playing right. no kid. no they look like you kids know. they acted like kids the storyline started to get more mature as things went on mm-hmm. I will say the things that I remember about the show most and I couldn't watch it every year. Um, you know for the whole entire ten year run but the thing the storylines that really got me was it was the first time. I really understood the love triangle and how much story that can drive. Right. Right. So, and I've seen that copied or or done in different right, ways right. on other teen shows that came along after this. Like we have so it on our show. If you yeah. did not have nine hundred two and zero, yeah, I did see it on mm-hmm. Deadly Class. If you did not have nine hundred two and zero, I don't think you have WB Network that comes along. Right. People forget before CW there was this thing called the WB Network, mm-hmm. and it catered a lot to. Well, it was WB and UPN, and they combined. Right. They, yeah, see, to and UPN combine was the to make black CW. version of. <laughs> but again, that goes to my point when I'm saying like when you start a new network, I know, I know. they had Star Trek Enterprise, and they had a, like like. Homeboys in Outer Space was a <laughs> show on UPN. I'm not kidding. No, no, they did. Up. I remember that. No, no, no it was terrible. No, no, you're With Flex. Look, 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 it's, look, it's like oh you said. God. The the the, the dude from the, uh, Fox was a, like different world. world. Yeah. Like my dad owned the Cleveland affiliate that then became Fox. So oh. I, I watched all that happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and they there's always that there was always that talk when it, before it was. Before it was Fox, when he he opened it, I think in like the <clears> mid <throat> mid eighties. So it was kind of, they were always trying to get stuff that like people did che- cheap to syndicate is what it was. Yeah, right. it, was, it was programming yeah. that that didn't have an audience. That uh, it was new stuff that didn't have an audience. And, and they weren't doing it every night. They, the yeah, Fox started was, small. They were doing yeah. like Sunday nights. Right. Yeah, Sunday, and then they were like, okay, Sunday, and and, and, was, and maybe Monday and, and or for something. a long time. Fox never did stuff on Fridays. Uh, I think when they start bringing yeah. out the X Files, exactly. like right, and then they moved it exactly Sunday, like yeah. Friday nights. Yeah, um, I, I know it's interesting to see, but I mean, the, the, like in Fox, I don't, yeah, people don't even notice now because they so, no, you're so used to they're it. so crazy with how it was, but it's like, but Fox, like. I remember being excited you know, when like Fox made, was new, and, new and, yeah. and, 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 and Simpsons color, and Twenty One Jump Street. And they put on the stuff on. It, it, I, yep. 
like they were being edgy because they were trying to appeal to a specific audience. Mm -hmm. They weren't trying to say, let's do what NBC is doing and get everybody. No, let's find the people who aren't getting content. What network is Arsenio Hall show on? That was syndicated. Uh, that was so it syndicated. depends on where you were. It showed up at like yeah, uh, eleven yeah. o'clock. Yeah. So you had to check, on, on, you had to check your local. Yeah, lo your local was it Fox or was it? It was a regular. It was in a regular network. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It's syndicated. It was wasn't. A, no. No. Yeah. Be, no. So because because when it came on, at the it like like it competed against the Tonight Show on on on, on NBC against um the the the, the, Le the, the Letterman on CBS mm -hmm. and and uh, and uh, Jimmy Kimmel wasn't on ABC. No, no, no. no, no I don't know. It was, it was on, like Ted Koppel or it was, something on it was ABC. Nightline. It was Nightline. He was Nightline. whatever Nightline. channel you had left over in your particular market. Arsenio was on that one. So I want to say yeah. in San Diego or LA it was like Channel Eleven. We that would make two. sense. But we I can't remember. Two here. Was it UPN? I can't remember what it was. But I remember it was before UPN. It was yeah, it was you know what? Like in LA, it's probably KTLA. Channel Five, KTLA. Yeah. But two in, right. in again, in terms of storytelling too, but... with 90210, it's, it sort of set the model in terms of like how you do a teen drama. Like you're going to have that love triangle. You're going to have that well, romance, but then right. they need to be doing stuff. It's the they precursor have, to Everyone has to have Dawson's a different Creek, kind of agency. Well, well, exactly. well, well, yeah, because I think that people, like, people don't realize not knowing history. It's like I don't – I think the only teen shows – in the eighties and the seventies was like family ties. Fame, fame and, was one. You know, yeah, fame. they were all at school, it, it, right? It, dancing, yeah, fame. So, mm -hmm. but growing parents. Yeah. But the thing I was to say is, is that ex except for fame, most of them are all comedy. Yeah, right. growing pains was comedy. You know, yeah. But one of the things that was really was interesting about interesting about Beverly Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero was how big it was. If they were in their twenties and they and they were playing high school, that that show was huge. Now this was before social media. Yeah. So a lot of times when people would talk about the show it would be on the radio station so when we'd be you know driving around you'd be hearing like the popular radio show and they would do like a recap mm -hmm. of the episodes and mm -hmm. it was like the precursor to social media yeah. so I remember mm -hmm. be driving it's like I wasn't watching 90210 but I used to keep up with it based on what I was listening to on the radio that's how big it was and it was mm -hmm. that big it was almost the same impact that I remember when Lost first came out mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. people started when so, you know early oh, shows yeah. people started yeah. it was like that like well, the, 90210 it was this and then it was like everywhere and then all of a sudden every number we gotta have our teen show yeah. Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. All those shows Dawson's started coming Creek. out. Dawson's yeah. Creek. There's yeah. a bunch of other ones out there. And it well, just got big. The other thing, I mean, we talk about Instagram influencers now and people are like, oh yeah, I follow someone on Instagram and uh, Kylie Jenner, whatever she's doing. Listen, before social media, again, Luke Perry, uh, as Dylan McKay, was wearing, rocking those sideburns. Yeah, he was, giving, dude, you, he was giving you James Dean. started Dean. copying yes. that left and right yes. all over. Yes. I don't care if you're in Iowa or yep. you're in you know, Georgia, whatever, yep. that's cyber. So that was before stuff. Rachel on Friends with her haircut. Right. Everyone you know, crazy. Yeah, like right. the, the, the clothing styles they wore in that show was like defining. It's interesting to see that. I mean, it's, it's, it's strange that that has just been like totally... Uh, scattered now because of mm -hmm. social media and stuff like that. And but, as 90210 got older, that's when it segued into starting to have like Melrose Place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you have like, okay, they're out of 20 something kind of people. Mm -hmm. So it kind of had that same kind of feel. And Melrose so, got, so a, little adult, Melrose yeah, got adult. a little bit more soapy. Right. I mean, with, people, I think people, people fucking, got murdered with, on that show with, or whatever. With, with I mean, fucking, got um, a soapy. Fuck, fucking Heather Locklear yeah, like, yeah. causing damage and shit. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, without 90210, I mean, people forget about when Warner Brothers, the WB Network started, you had shows like Popular, which wasn't on very Long right. Roswell, oh, you know, yeah, Roswell. You, don't, you, you don't get because that was us saying, okay, let's make it more like the teens are aliens and right. like more of a little bit procedural, right? Which leads to like now we have supernatural that's right. been on for like 30 years, yeah. or whatever. Now, oh my god, so yeah, you, you just on. without 90210 to me was like the foundation of all these other completely, or yeah, you wouldn't have completely. an ABC Family Network now either catering to that market. That's true, 
That's you true. Know, um, and now it's become free form, but you wouldn't have that. Yeah. Now. It, it was it was shocking to me when I hear that. Like I said, when I heard he had the stroke, I was mm-hmm. like, oh. You know what? He'll be fine. You know what? Probably got a lot of stress because I know he was doing Riverdale. He's been doing a lot of projects. Probably a little overwork. You know what? It's just body telling him to slow himself down. And literally, I was sitting, um, I was getting a small check on my car. I was in Temecula uh, last weekend because they had the hot rod. Uh, Every year in in Temecula, they had the hot rod. So that's all the low riders come out. Mm -hmm. So I was hanging out in Temecula for the weekend, but then it rained the whole time. (laughs) So it's like all the food trucks, all the cool stuff, hanging out the cigar bar, walking around, doing my thing, and it rained the whole time. So literally like the, I think that Monday, I went to go get small checked. And I was like, okay, I'm about to leave Temecula. And literally I was sitting there watching the thing and it said, Luke Perry died. I was like, Luke Perry died? Yeah. I was like, what in the Sam Hill is going on? If you're a Gen Xer, he's a part of your... Like um, yeah, it was your huge. pop culture, stream, and it's like you know, even though I wasn't atmosphere. like a fan of the show because I didn't watch it because you know I was doing my thing and I would catch you know recaps and I was mm-hmm. listening on there. You I knew was who like, they were. oh god, yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh my god, like it just really it was like that record scratch moment. Mm-hmm. Like I was just so shocked, mm-hmm. and I just thought, I wonder if people really realize what what he means yeah. to to television, mm-hmm. how he helped Which change is why the landscape. Now wanted to bring yeah. this up, yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. landscape of yeah. television. I don't think he yeah. will do necessarily because. I, I mean, I don't really know what's the 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 tribute stuff people have done this week and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But oh know, my goodness, Twitter is packed with stories about him. It, like everyone's it, coming forward know, with these amazing stories about him. I'm sure they are. It's just that you it's know, all positive. It's, it's all, all positive. You know, like one of the best guys ever. There's mm-hmm. one. I'm just gonna give it out real quick. I don't know who posted it, but um, they're on a they're on an airplane mm-hmm. and just two added, like. Kids like young boys being just loud and in, in coach mm-hmm. being loud, obnoxious for the entire flight. Everyone's going crazy. The parents can't control the kids. They the parents probably throw their hands up there like we can't do shit with these <laughs> right, kids. Right, And then just like these two boys are just going. White kids, right? I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. But so, I am. So, so all of a sudden the kids are just being wild. No one can do anything. Everyone's just kind of like, well, we just got to deal with it. A gentleman comes from first class into coach. Hmm. And pulls out a balloon and blows it up and ties it in like a little, you know, like little figure or whatever and hands it to kids and they're all just like quelled. Hmm. Like just, you know, oh, wow, balloon. You know, you give a kid a balloon. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. And that guy was Luke Perry. Like totally came really. like came out of coach had, and, and so the guy was like well, you always fly with balloons he's like nah I just gonna keep because Luke Perry had kids right. so he's like I just always keep them around because kids get wild and I find the balloons if you give them a balloon they just sort of calm it's like yeah, stories like that mm-hmm. and I mean he did have a film career he wasn't since you were gonna do your Black Cowboy movie you need to watch him in eight seconds yes he did a rodeo oh no movie. I saw that it was very yes. overlooked yes and didn't give him a, you it know, didn't give him much, what I thought he yeah. was going to be yeah and he was yeah. also in the first version of Buffy the Vampire Slide mm-hmm. that was a movie first and then mm-hmm. he was in that mm-hmm. so I guess his, his film career didn't take off the way he wanted but he was such a staple of television that right. we all kind of grew up with him right like if you're on TV yeah, for 10 it's, years it's, it's interesting that, that, that eight seconds that was a good movie that people didn't look and that Buffy for, for I think not because of him but because of Chrissy Swanson didn't right like, it, like maybe it didn't click as a movie right but i think that you know and it's so lucky that that well, that's, whedon was able to like wrestle that away to do the show well right. also people weren't ready for like a female they weren't super, ready like, a super superhero cool. at, yeah. at that particular right. time period i think right. there was also pushback in terms of that which right. we're seeing again now with captain marvel right um you, you think know. after wonder woman they were like bring some more shit no no folks ain't there ready. is money to folks be made ready. folks ain't ready i heard it made a, b- a bunch of money Captain Marvel, I, th- I think it was. I said that I think it made like twenty seven million on, on on Thursday, just Thursday night. 
That's a lot of money. That's good for yeah. one showing. It's a lot of money. I told you before the show. I don't know if I'm ready for Captain Marvel. I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. so much of like my my little my not, pieces of my life in that story. Mm-hmm. Her being just do like Air Lisa, Force. just buy the ticket just to support it anyway. Just oh yeah, just, for sure. Know. Oh no, I'm going. I'm right. going to see it. Right. But I'm like I don't know. Like let I, me know when you go. Listen to how again. you know the black community. Like Jory, um, black community was. Like, I don't know if I'm ready for Black Panther. Right, right. I have that same feeling towards Captain Marvel. I didn't have it so much with Black Panther. I was like, right, right. People were really like, who is Jeff Thorne? Literally said that. I don't know if I'm ready for Black Panther on this show. Right. I don't remember that. I need to smack him around for that because it's like, what are you talking about? Well, he was just saying emotionally, like to see something that he. He's imagined for, for so long, long. Yes. and to finally see it on screen right. and see it come to fruition, you're right. kind of like it's I just say what you don't want to. You don't want to. It's like meaning you're meaning you're a hero. Say what? Yeah, it's a yeah. mix of like right. yeah, I want to see get, it, but get I got right. some anxiety don't mess it about it. Yeah, don't I know it wasn't Zack Snyder, so it wasn't going to be bad. So it's that simple. I mean, yeah. I knew that. I mean, well, yeah. It's funny because he, he he was saying as long as it doesn't suck, but I was kind of like. But I kept saying I, in my mind, I kept saying Jeff, he's not gonna suck. And Even if it's a and bad and Marvel movie, yeah. if it's as bad as like as, as like the worst Marvel movies, it's still gonna be an enjoyable film. And the fact right. that the cast right. watch it. we were still gonna say, say even not even say even it doesn't even matter. It's not, it's not gonna suck. But even if it did, it doesn't matter. You get to see Angela. We get to see us doing something. And we get a chance to see that and. I can totally see where for Captain Marvel, I was like, oh, I'm not ready Yeah, because she's Air Force. Yeah. She's, wearing, she's wearing some of my old uniforms. Yeah. Where well, stuff I got my I, basement I think, still. And I'm yeah. just like, Potentially yeah. your trepidation and maybe other trepidation on Captain Marvel is the difference between that and Wonder Woman is, is that there's been incarnations of Wonder Woman for six years. Sure. We've seen them all over the TV sure. for a long time. We haven't seen a female-centered... Marvel movie number one, mm-hmm. and then number two, it's like this big space opera, mm-hmm. which to me is which to me is why it's going to be cool. See, see, Marvel finally gets cool when they do a space opera right. shit, and I'm just kind of like I've been wanting to see this movie because like th- like this is the Marvel movie that I've been wanting to see since the first Iron Man came out. In my, in my mind, because I'm kind of like Marvel with her. So as a Guardian, woman. so Guardians to you wasn't like space opera enough for you? Uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be, but it's too fucking campy for me to really uh, like that yeah, movie. I, I, agree. So I'm I don't not a really fan. like that. I'm movie. not a I mean, fan of Guardians. Like, it's a great movie. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. that movie yeah. like. Like could have been it's, it's like Buckaroo Bonsai. It, 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 Guardians is kind of but a bad version. in space, like oh my gosh! But, 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 yeah. Let me but, talk but myself out of my situation. Shit about it that I just like. I mean, the fact that they did that dance off at the end, I was kind of like, this is the Scooby Doo <laughs> shit that that director is known did for. Did you say Scooby Doo shit? But that's the kind did of shit Scooby-Doo that Scooby-Doo I don't want to see in this movie. That's why I'm like, okay, so that yeah. movie wasn't. I'd like really, the tone to get back it, a little it, more serious. Because seriously, and and that's where I'm like, and when I see Captain Marvel, I could tell from the way they just did it, just the fact that they killed. Scroll is the woman. Can we talk the about the directors real quick? Like, oh, yeah. that's be of Captain dope. Marvel. Yes. yes. So I who's directing? Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. You you know who they are because they did Mississippi Grind. If y'all mm. haven't seen it, it's Ryan Gosling and um. Oh, I, ben, and, and, uh, it's not Ryan Gosling. It's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. I'm and, sorry. Uh, and Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn yeah. up and down the uh, like Missouri River um, gambling. Yeah, I've, playing. I've it. yeah. yeah, it's really good. But they also did Half Nelson. Okay. If you haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, a, um, a long time ago. They did. It's kind of a funny story, which a lot of people miss yes. this movie. Yes, it's a good movie. It's mm. so, it's this guy, a little teenage guy, since we're talking about teen stuff. Teenage guy who's like, you know, growing up in New York. Zoe Kravitz is in it also, as his like love interest. Hmm. And it's this teenage guy who commits himself, like goes into a, like a psych ward and says, I think, I'm thinking of killing myself. And so he thinks they're just, he's just going to be there for the day. And they're like, no, we're going to keep you for four days. And he meets all these interesting people in the psych ward. It's really well done. Yeah. Mm, and people yeah. didn't see that either. Mm. Um, but those two directors I've been fans of for a while. They've also de- directed some episodes of Billions. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Um, so they're <laughs> incapable hands with those two. I'm trying to think. Oh, Sugar. Oh. Sugar was this baseball movie about a black kid. I think it's like Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. his dreams of playing major right. baseball. Right. So again, these smaller films with these just... It's all about the moments with these two directors. So I'm hoping they find their moments They're inside that movie. in the Marvel yeah. universe and things are getting, you know, green well, screens and things I are getting see, big. Well, no, but see, I, I, I think that's where Marvel has made a really strong choice when they choose directors. They don't choose these heavy, outside of Joss Whedon, they haven't well, chosen. Well, hang on. They chose the, the Russo brothers, I mean, mostly did comedy before they started but, doing yeah, uh, Captain yeah. America. But they made some two really, really interesting like films beforehand. And I think that, I think the thing that made them work for doing television um this is from Cleveland and, and their their families tied in with like the Cleveland mob and stuff like that. I mean they may not say that, but I remember they told us that when I met them a long time ago. Is that they are really into that. Shout out to the Russo brothers. Like thing. They're really into that kind of <laughs> Yo bosses. The, 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 it's, it's that what Marvel did is they found they found like they found people <clears throat> who could who could fit into the system and can work and, and find these moments. They didn't find the guys like you did like the big you did the Hulk or the guys yeah. who he went on to do Clash of the Titans. Like these big directors who make these Big bombastic films who don't know how to do the smaller movements right. because with because right. with Marvel movies, I you know I I I could be wrong, but I don't know if the director's really directing the visual effects moments and those moments are yeah. so like the whole team is doing that so they need someone who can handle the small mm-hmm. stuff to make because those movies work because of the small moments right. you know the poignancy right. of the small moments yeah. right yeah, yeah. Right. they have to, they have to land. So let's just bring it back again, just really mm-hmm. before we switch yeah. on to the next topic. Is um, what do you want the kids who are writing um, television and things today to take away go, from? Go back and the do death your, of go back parent? and do your homework. Go back and look at. I wouldn't look at the pilot of Nine Hundred Two One Zero, but look at go to like season three, season four when they were really cranking on all cylinders. Check mm-hmm. out a few of those episodes because that'll give you like the foundation Isn't that of like Darren Star too. Wasn't Darren Star involved in that? Darren, yeah, Darren, mm-hmm. yeah. Who, who, or at least with Melrose Place. Melrose right. Place, right. yeah. Um, Go back and look at the format in terms of like you have an ensemble. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to have some sort of agency. Right. Everyone needs to have something that they're trying to do and and figure out how. They all need a story. story they all lines. fucking need a story. But don't stovepipe them. Those storylines need to interact and cross. Like you know, there was the Peach Pit on Nine Hundred Two. that was a place where you could get all the characters to sort of hang out and be like, "Dude, what's going on with with uh, Kelly, man? I don't mm-hmm. know." Like they can sort of have those mm-hmm. conversations. This is pre cell phone, so they right. Pay right. for a cell right. phone. Right. Right. You gotta yeah. have. But I mean, well, see, but, okay, but this, a cell phone conversation this, this, is not. You, this, I mean, you this, can write that, but that's this, not engaging this, this, to watch on, right. on see, television. That, right. That's what I think people need to watch when they learn that kind of stuff. Is is that you can? Is that how do you make the drama work without having to be overly reliant on cell phones? Because I think the minute people start doing cell phone right. stuff, it, no. it's but it's, here's the funny, it's terrible. Here's the funny thing: when we were in our, we'll get to this in a second. But when when I was in my meeting at UTA the other day, they commented on how we tend to do things that are in the past, and I, I brought up, mm-hmm. I says, I love to write. I'm an old soul. Mm-hmm. You know, I love to write things in the past. It's mm-hmm. just who I am. I immediately go to the past. Mm-hmm. I almost never think about movies that take place today. Yeah, I even talked to John mm-hmm. about that. He's like, "Did you have any contemporary? I have a couple, but I mean, that's why he out of my thirty why, projects, they're all the past." You know what I mean? And so, and so, and so, where I'm going with that is, is, is I'm addicted to 
what it what was mm-hmm. you know before mm-hmm. for some reason I just yeah. I'm attracted to that so the kids today just piggyback piggyback yeah. piggybacking off not until no Dawson's Creek yeah you got to get look into at Roswell that. I mean go go find those scripts yeah, and, and give it a new it. spin and and, wa- and I mean and you guys can watch this stuff because it's either streaming on Netflix or Hulu like you have right. access to it back in the day we didn't have access to like you had a VCR you had to record it right. I mean we couldn't right. we couldn't rewatch things as easily as you can so I mean you can and God forbid if you left the VCR in there and somebody recorded their show on top. Oh, you right. oh, 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 yeah. yeah. knock that tab out because okay. you did it. <laughs> yes, yeah. Pull the tab. Yeah. Otherwise, motherfuckers yeah. be like salty as shit. Yeah. <laughs> so go back and look at that stuff because there's certain things like the right. love triangle and um, those things are like right. the bedrock of a mm-hmm. teen drama. Right. And I just want to say that where I'm going with this is people like Luke Perry, like I think since, I don't want to compare him to Dean, <clears throat> but Dean just in the sense yeah. of the look yeah. and the impression Style. that he gave he on was GenX, TV. He was Gen X's version of At that time, yeah. he was giving you Dean mm-hmm. as far as the he look. He was cool. He was a cool guy. You know, at this school, he was an outsider in the school. So it just had a Girls want to get with him and guys wanted to be like right, him. Right, right. I mean, he started a so whole So think trend. about that for your protagonist when That's you're doing the these scripts. He like, started a whole trip. Well, but, but don't so, make him perfect. Don't, yeah, I mean, because yeah, right. Dylan was because he had some family problems. Like, was his dad beating his ass or some shit like that? his dad, he was an emancipated minor very young yeah. and, and Dylan for a reason they were kind of big about it but he had like alcohol issues right. at 16 or something yeah. I mean just you know see it's yeah. interesting you say that about Dean because a trust fund baby because I, 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 I want to say it's so funny about Dean because I think his his movie roles he wasn't even really the outsider was he he was that's like that was his beyond the movie persona you I know? think he just brought that to every role. Well, like he just it, could it, not well, help well, it. Well, he brought that because you, if you, because Easter Eden is kind of set in like the 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 nineteenth century and 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 uh, and the and rebel. He like you know he's he just is, he's bucking his family. He's not mm-hmm. if he's a suburban kid, he's not cool with that. But he's still part of that family. He's not like some outsider outsider. Right. And then Giant, he was dead by the time Giant came out. But China is a whole. That's interesting. I just think about that now because he's he. I'm talking about the impression. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. You know that that it's presence. Just out, it's, it's you were talking about the outside persona as a right. young guy who kind of pres- who. That's what I think is interesting about Dean is that his his outside persona sort of outstripped what his was so different than his movie work. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what's the great thing right. about him is that he presented that mm-hmm. that that bad boy thing mm-hmm. without I was without doing. Or you that. can right. or you know I know nine twenty one gets critiqued because it was a super white show. They yeah. didn't have a lot of people of color. Yeah. I think a storyline later yeah, on. Like season eight. I think started, Brandon yeah. dates a black girl, and I think right. it was Gabrielle Reese or somebody that right. comes on. Or, you know, Gabrielle Union. I'm sorry, right. Gabrielle Reese is a volleyball player. Gabrielle Union comes on, or some or someone of that mm-hmm. time period is like, oh my god, Brandon's got a black girlfriend now, right. and everyone's talking about it in the right. peach pit. But I'm gonna say, if you want to do, think about how you can do the the person the the. the person of color who's as cool as Luke Perry's character was or make it a female version of Luke Perry's character right. like, I've never seen that like the right. cool outsider girl who all the guys were like ah, I want to get with her and the girls were like that's, I want to be like that's her that's fascinating right. Right. I, I've say, never seen that because they always I was going to say the, um, Chris they and I talked about this before they always make the black guy cool because he can play sports mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. how to dance mm-hmm. you know whatever so he's always the cool guy but to see the woman mm-hmm. be the cool one that the white guys even yeah. want to get with mm. is is a different yeah. take on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Think about how you could twist <clears throat> the genre and mm-hmm. update it 
you know, for now. Right. Yeah. Because right, it does we, have its flaws. I'm not going to sit what? here. And so I can have my black surfer friend. chick that comes and moves into. Yes. She would be cool. Thing, and she'd be cool. Awesome. And she's hanging out at the beach. And Okay, I'm going to have to pull that out. That and was like my old teen yeah. thing. It's like, what can I do? Maybe that's in your yeah. surfer thing. Okay, my surfer <laughs> thing. That would be cool. Yeah. That'd be something we haven't seen before. And she has her little clique of girls yeah. that surf and they do stuff. They and have the guys. They go trips and they go down to San Felipe and stuff and surf. And turning heads. And every guy's like, yeah. How do we? How but do they're we, friends with yeah. dudes, and they're just doing stuff. And they, don't, and they don't have to be like in fucking Texas. They could be in San Diego. Oh no, they're going to be in San Diego. Got, you got farms all over the place. Oh no, they're going to be in San Diego. They're going to be in San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the other thing we wanted to talk about because mm-hmm. we were having some offline conversations mm-hmm. because this is what's going on currently mm-hmm. is kind of like I don't want to say I hate the word managing your reps, mm-hmm. but but it's kind of like managing your reps. It's just more like here are some thoughts, some ways to deal with some interacting. Because <laughs> yeah. I know, I know for sure that a lot of y- agents, yoking up, yoking up, yoking. <laughs> agents and managers hate when 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 we say we're managing them. Yeah. So yeah. that's the only reason why I was or trying to how preface to, how that. to interact with your reps. Maybe. Yeah. Um, how to well, have a good relationship? Because the thing they hate about it is is that they have a good working relationship. Have changed in like in their mind. They feel they're invaluable, and they and and they, and and, and in certain in a, and to a large degree, they are the grease that makes the town run because of the way everything is set up. They, you, you need that that the, that shield, and and you need from people suing stuff and submitting stuff unsolicited, and 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 then you need someone who to vouch for something like right. you know like like if the right if an agent or manager calls up a certain company who has proven that he's got good taste. Then that person gets listened to, and the person who doesn't, you know, like you, and you, and you develop that reputation, mm-hmm. and that's what they bank upon. Is like that's my build, that's like that's my superpower. If I have a good taste or not, and so and so for them, it's like they don't see themselves as being your employee, but they actually are your employee. Yeah, they work for you. Yeah, that's, work, that's, yeah. That's, well, you know, go ahead. I, I would bring it back around. Uh, we did an episode maybe a month ago, whatever, about mm-hmm. sponsors. Right. They're your sponsor. They're the ones that are on the phone or possibly you know at the lunch meeting or whatever who are advocating for you, yes. saying, who is the best guy because he knows this, this, and this about punk mm-hmm. culture. Right. Or Linnell's the best person for this because she's she knows all about like space and airplanes and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So... So they shouldn't have some intimate knowledge of your tastes, what your um, what your personality is, mm-hmm. what things are suitable. For, so that when they hear at the lunch meeting, whatever, oh yeah, I'm doing this cowboy, you know, black cowboy thing. Oh shit, Lisa, be perfect for that because mm-hmm. they already have had these conversations with mm-hmm. you, right. so mm-hmm. they can advocate for you and they can say, oh no, right. you've got it, you've got to have Lisa. Right. Mm-hmm. That's. So they're they're sponsors, paid sponsors, like they're getting ten percent of your check, right? But they're paid sponsors on right. your behalf, right? Well, there's there's a lot of things going on right now. You know, things have we have all been in this industry for a very long time. Um, there's there's a lot of things that are going on differently compared to when we all first got in. Mm-hmm. Like when you first got here and you got an agent or a manager, mm-hmm. the first thing they do is if they wanted to sign you, is give you a contract. Mm-hmm. And it usually mm-hmm. is a year yes. or two, yes. you know, that you sign exclusively yes. with them or That's, whatever. I did that. I did. <clears throat> I made that mistake. And, and I'll never do it again. And now there's a lot of people who don't do that. Yeah. You know, and that's on the manager side. Yeah. You know, like I actually signed with my reps, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I, we had an agreement and we liked uh, everything worked okay. out fine. The agreement would looked great to me. So I signed. Okay. You talking um, about your agents or your managers? Manager. Oh, okay. With my agent, I did not sign. Okay. Got it. With both Interesting. of them. Interesting. Yeah. And that, that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, but things change as you move along, and 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 um, uh, uh, um, the industry changes. Yeah, and the industry has changed that you don't really sign now until yeah. you have some big deal going on. Yeah, and then they sign you. Am I correct? Something. Like I that. would I would be wary of signing with a. Agents are a different story, but I'd be because agents, to be clear, have to be licensed in the state of California mm-hmm. to do what they do. Right. I would be wary of signing with a manager because there's a lot of people running around right now who mm-hmm. you can just up like I can be a manager tomorrow. I can sure. make some business cards. I can have a little like Facebook page, whatever. Right. Like oh, Linnell White Management, and then I'm out there. Right. <clears> I would be wary of of um, committing like you're signing something with a manager because mm-hmm. I had an instance last last year. I was working with a manager. He was referred to me by a friend of mine, another veteran, a military veteran. And we worked together for about seven, eight months, and nothing really got going. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I had signed something, I would have been stuck with this guy for two years. Mm-hmm. Where it, it You really always became... have that 30-day window to get out, depending on what the contract looks like. Well, though. yeah, you should always... Yeah, yeah well, yeah, yeah. Well, you got well, well, yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing about most contracts. We never sign anything. That's that why I'm People saying. don't want to put in it. Because like, I've been with a few different people, and it's like you... I remember, I don't think we signed something with Gersh, but we did sign with two of their managers and we signed with a smaller agency. We did. It's like there's, there has to, is that you need to demand uh, the notice, give them notice, which mm-hmm. is basically you give, give them 30 days. If something doesn't happen in 30 days, well, you're telling them, mm-hmm. I'm canceling this in 30 days unless I don't rescind it. And you're giving them that time. And then it's basically like, you better make some shit happen in 30 days or I'm out. Peace, you know? Um, so, and, this well, is, and this is after you've been working at them, with them for like six months and you right. say, okay, well, I'm giving you your 30 days. Yeah. So and you okay. should. That's, I mean, there, there is a couple, I don't mean to jump on you, no, but no, there no. is a couple of things. I mean, you got to have some etiquette yeah. to loyalty with your people. Mm-hmm. For example, before I ended up signing with UTA, um, I was with a smaller agency <clears throat> and was talking with UTA months ago and told them no and decided over the, oh. over the, over the holiday I did. I wasn't happy with things, the way things were going. So I told them, but I told them no right now. But let me see where I'm in a few months. Yes, yes. And they were like, "Well, we'll yes. wait for you." Yes, you know what I mean. So that's that's what, fair. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. But out of loyalty to my reps, I was like, "I'm not just going to leave you guys because you know some giant." You know, came down and <laughs> wanted to pick mm-hmm. me yeah, up. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. See, and they appreciated. They appreciate that. that okay. You know, know I, I, I'm sure. I mean, that's like, and that is helpful on, on 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 like a lot of levels because it shows people UTA that you're like this ethics and and integrity that you have. That right. you're not just going to jump the minute that they come because. You know they're excited maybe to have you, but they all. But at the back, it's just like with the girlfriend or the boyfriend. It's right. like you don't want to be with the person who's 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 cheating. You right. know what I'm saying? Like you know what? Fuck it. They're cheating on. If they're with me because they're cheating on someone, right. they're with me. They might be cheating on me. <laughs> someone yeah, else. Yeah. It's yeah. bad energy. Yeah. 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 And I'm not gonna know that because right. the other person that they're with now doesn't know that. You know that's so you have to be you have to be. Well, the thing, you know the yeah. thing about the signing was because I mean my first agent I came when I was you know first out here, I signed with a woman mm-hmm. you know because I thought okay that's what you do, right. and I just felt like. She, I didn't realize until too late, she did not have, we talked about this with sponsors on the, on the episode, she didn't have the juice to really get make phone calls or mm-hmm. even yeah. get my script to yeah. certain people. And they all take a, talk a great game. Yeah, exactly. All. Sure. All, you know, or you win a contest, you right. know, and they find you because mm-hmm. you won the page awards, you won right. the uh, final draft or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have some managers coming at you. Be very careful about these people you're dealing with. Right. 
because um, they're they're sitting there just scrolling Twitter and seeing who won mm-hmm. whatever, and they've got your name, and so they're, now they're coming after you. They might not have the juice to get you where you need to be. They might not have the contacts. They might not mm-hmm. even be... And you got to do your due diligence you on have them. To. Yeah. Do not feel... Um, uh, I mean, like somebody I, wants it, me, it, so it, yeah, let's, yeah, go, let's yeah. go ahead there's and do a, it. There's yeah. a, you know, it's the writer, the director, the actor. You, you know, early in your career, wherever you are, you're going to jump on someone because someone's. Yeah. And, and he made a really great point. This is what I was telling everyone about, too, about some of the Asian stuff going on, about how don't think that they're soft. We'll get that in a second. Mm-hmm. Is that they're skilled at selling. There's, they have to, if they're good. And guess what? They're selling you at that point. They're trying mm-hmm. to sell you mm-hmm. on something, so you will buy mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the, and the trick on that, on tr- the trick on all that is, is that is that there's no one who wants to buy, but it, but everyone wants to sell. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. Sell. I mean, I mean, people don't want to be sold. They but, but they're going to be enticed to buy, well, and that's what they're trying to do to you right. to say, come mm. on, and they're going to like shower you with all this kind of cool stuff that's going on. And you just have to, and you just have to kind of go with your gut and kind of feel. A lot yeah, of they're going to name drop a lot of people yeah. that they know. But here's the interesting thing: you only get this type of interest when you have something, right? So you have to have right. some ammunition, right? So, so you have to have, you have, one, to have a script that's quality. You have to have one mm-hmm. final draft or awesome film festival, or, or being one of the labs or whatever. Something. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. looking for ammunition mm-hmm. to sell you. Yeah, you know, because if you're just if you just have a script. All they have is a script to you try have, to sell. If you're in one of those things, you have validation. Right. It won a contest. It was in a That's lab. Well, if validation. somebody wants you, and you're going through it right now, two people want you, right? You have to decide which one of them has the, the, the contacts to really help the you. Juice. Yeah. What I appreciated from... Here's an interesting thing, and I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about this online. Me and my producing partner, Pamela, signed with our manager, right? He's been around for 30 years. His mm-hmm. father was a mm-hmm. huge agent, mm-hmm. right? So I was referred to him through my, my um, lawyer, who's a huge man, uh, mm-hmm. lawyer, who's lawyer. So looked him up. I was like, oh, shit, he's got some serious clients in there, right? And I was like, ooh, this is a good dude. When I sat down with him, he told me the things that he could do. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he sat down with Pamela and I, and he was like, here's what I could do for you. He's like, mm-hmm. you will see the difference as mm-hmm. soon as you sign with me. And mm. he was fucking correct. You know, mm-hmm. within a okay. week, okay. we were out on the fucking okay. tour. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Fantastic. And so I was like, okay, this is a big difference. And I went, wow. So where I'm going with that, I signed with them for two years. Pam signed with them for one. She she decided to do that. Okay. So you can do whatever the fuck yeah. you want yeah. to do. You within you a week, to negotiate. You seeing, within a week, you were seeing results. Okay. What I'm talking about is you working with a manager and he hasn't gotten you any meetings in six months. Then it's time to freaking jump it's time, shit. It's time to adjust. Well, it's, I think it's time to adjust. That. Look, this is the thing. I think it's a question of it's faster than six months is a long well, time. It depends on see, what your no, tolerance but, threshold well, is because, and the time of the year. Yeah. If you got staffing season yep, coming up and whatnot. And but see, like, the thing is this. It's, to me, it goes back to your statement about the sponsor. It's like, do they have the juice? Right. Someone who has juice can get, you know, it doesn't matter. If, if, if you're in the middle, if, it, if, even, if it's, even if it's in the middle of staffing season, the manager who has the juice, who has proven to the buyers and the silver and everyone like that, I can I get got, you a good I can get, get you a good fucking good. writer. Yeah. They can get you shit going in like two or three weeks yeah. because cause guess what? People return their phone calls probably right. that same day. And, there's, and, 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 and when that person sends a script in, it goes on the top of the list. Yeah. Top of the pile, and and, or and, it, or it gets to and, the showrunner that and you're it's red, or it gets to the showrunner, and it's red because that person is calling maybe three days later. Hey, did you fucking read that script? Right. And it's, and that's the cool thing too that you want with the see the right manager. If he calls two or three times in a week, 
he knows how to like get on the phone with the people to fucking badger them, but he's not badgering them. Right. And he's I actually that, I actually just he's got that I actually just dealt with this. He's got that skill. I'm somebody and and I'm just gonna be upfront. You know, you guys know this is why okay. I have this okay. this show is a vehicle for people to learn from my experiences, right? Sure. Our experiences. Right, right. So here's something that just happened. So I'm up for this movie, right? To do this to write I mean for a TV show, to write um, um, the pilot for this new show for a huge company. Okay. Right? That I got through my contacts, mm-hmm. connected to my manager, and let him take it because that's his job. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of people are like, well, I found it, so I'm going to do it. No, bitch. Let them handle uh, it. Yeah. Let them play bad cop. And yeah. here's why. So, for example, I put everything together. He went out. He reached out to them, did his due diligence, made sure it was all legit, mm-hmm. and now he's taking it over. What's been happening is over the last three weeks since this whole thing has happened, like once a week, he he updates me and says, hey, so I just spoke with him. Here's what's going on. And I'm always, to me, being how you and I are, I'm like, that's too much. Ooh. Okay. For you. For you personally. For me, that's Mm -hmm. too much. But what I had to realize, we literally just had to talk on Friday about this exact thing. I was like, is it too much? So I said... I have a question for you. Is this too much? Are you reaching out to them too much? He says, no. Let me do my thing. And I, and I prefaced it. Because he knows, it. He knows that. He knows Let that. Mm-hmm. I prefaced it by saying, this is probably why I'm not as far as I am now. Because I'm the type of person, I send it to you and I don't hear from you in six weeks. I'm like, the bitches ain't ready. Right. They, they ain't right, interested. Right. He's right. like, no. Let me follow up. Right. I might follow up once. He follows like every oh, yeah, every yeah, yeah. three or four or five he's days. Do, he's talking about he's it. checking but see, on. But see, now, yes, that you know, and and I kind of mm. the same thing because the, there's a, and there's an issue with that that you got to understand is that if you call, this is why you got to get the right rep because the right rep can, like I said, they can call and badger, and if they got the right, right. personality, it doesn't seem like right. they're badgering. That's what he said. He said, "I'm not going to let you lose this yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah. I'm, I'm just checking. He says, I'm good at this. Let me do this. He probably yeah. calls and he's got a cool joke for the right. assistant and he's right. got some cool joke for the executive, and, and then he's like, "So, right. what's up with your script? Oh, I haven't got to it yet. Come on now. Right. Yeah, like, it's like, it's a it's more conversation. Right. Right. They it's have not, that it's not skill. calling and demanding. Right. They, they right. have that skill, but well, there's a report. There's a report. But also, you as the 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 talent. You have to actually work with the executive on a different level. Mm-hmm. And if you've done something, that's why it's hard to ask them for money, to negotiate for money, and, and, to, and to badge it, read, 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 because ultimately, if they do turn and say yes, the, the, you know, that relationship dynamic between, you know, you know, like it's you and the producer, or you and the director, or, or you and the writing, that has to be such a, such a nice. And there can be no animosity about like, fuck, you fucking drove a hard bargain asking me for a lot of money for that goddamn mm-hmm. script. And they're saying, it better be fucking good that mm-hmm. you, cause, you know, because they're talking with you. But if the agent has, has, has got the money out of them, there, there's, that, there's that buffer that, that you're not the one going, I called you fucking five times in, 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 in fucking four days, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get a job. And like, dude, you kept calling me. Right. You know, there's, a, there's always that thing that, and that, and the, and the good people, and, and good on, in, 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 in this context is those who can make those calls and follow up and right. get you ready. And see, your job as, as the writer is to look at your relationship from your point of view. Mm-hmm. So my point of view coming from where we come from, where we're just like, fuck it, I'm just yeah. going, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be the dude keep, right. who's calling every three minutes. just keep my minutes. head down and keep writing it's the It's a little passive aggressive right. when I step back and think about right. it. Right. 
But from their point of view, you have to go, well, why is it that they have their offices over on Wilshire? Why do they drive that? Why do they have a house on the fucking hill? Oh, they know how they pick up the phone and, and follow through. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why they are successful at what they do. Right. So I have to take a still. We had to have that real yeah. deep talk. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, I need to understand this. And I need you to understand me. So you understand that sure. what you're dealing with here, I'm, I'm worried you're going to kill this thing. Mm. And he's like, "Don't be worried about it. This is be, how he, I finish he, things. He, he wouldn't be this successful. Is how I, I'm he, a closer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Because, yeah. again, and some a, people aren't. Right. It's, 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 ABC it's, always be closing. closing. Again, <laughs> it's, it's about the salesman, and it's like the guy who's the the guy who's the effective salesman, the successful salesman or or saleswoman. They have a strategy, and to me, it's see see. The guy you're talking about, he's at a place, mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. and the and and the difference between the 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 companies and the individuals, Oof. and and even the bigger companies is they have juice, but they're also not bringing you into that company unless you're one of the founders. But mm-hmm. even you're a founder, you probably came from somewhere where they all have kind of like. Uh, uh, there's like a cor- there's like a corporate culture there at the management company mm-hmm. about how they do things because they gotta fucking pay massive bills and yeah. keep shit going and stay big and so mm-hmm. therefore it's very rare for them to have people who don't have the ability to fucking like really close yeah. and really do it mm-hmm. and they all know how to do that you know and this and 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 as a writers directors actors you have not spent your time trying to. Be the closer for your career. No, no, not, no. You've not done that. No. You spent the time on like I know how to fucking do the script and make yeah. it work, or I know how yeah. to fucking direct the fuck and let out them of the do. Sheet. Let them well, do. I can do. pitch myself, but okay. that's the thing too. Is is that there's also the that the really good managers and agents. You know, it's like they'll work with you on your pitches, mm-hmm. on uh, how you pitch yourself, how you pitch the material. I mean, uh, I remember when we were at Gersh, the, the guy was like, "Come in and let's." Um, do the pitch with me a couple times before I send you out so I can mm-hmm. hear it and give you notes so I can just because it's one, you sit there and work on it all day on your own and not know how it sounds in front mm-hmm. of other people and I go oh wait 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 you can't say that word that's a, that's a word that people might not know mm-hmm. or the sentence is I understand what you're saying but you need to say it differently mm-hmm. you know and, and that's where if those guys are good or those gals are good that's where the skill is I mean like that's part of what you got to choose when well, you're choosing that. Here's an interesting thing that happens that a lot of writers don't know. And I'd almost forgotten, as some of you guys know on this podcast, I mean, I've went since 2012, since I've had mm-hmm. my own raps. I've just been out there mm-hmm. hustling. Yeah. And so as a lot of people I'd, are. I'd forgotten almost what it's like having a rep. Yeah. You know? So here's an interesting thing. So you sign with a rep. They start getting you out there. You go on a meeting and you start... Killing your meetings. You know, Pam and I are really good at meetings, as you guys know. So every time we go, people are like, well, we want to read that. Or mm-hmm. you guys need to come back and pitch us, whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you go back into your, your reps and you're like, well, so they want to read this thing, right? So you, this is what mm-hmm. they want. And they're like, well, send it. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I thought that was you. Because mm-hmm. that's what I remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usually you call your rep, you're like, hey, so they want to read this script. And then they send it on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, they're like, well, send it and just CC us. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, that's it? You know what I mean? Interesting. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, but both of them have done this so far. Interesting. Right? So I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's fascinating. Mm. You know, they're like, no, you well, handle it. Yeah, well, you send it because well, here's why. They okay. want you to start establishing a relationship. Yes, with them. I was going to say that. Yes. That's the difference oh. now. 
They want you to do that. They want you to to have that relationship with them so that it feels more organic coming from you because you just had this big, beautiful meeting, hour and a half mm-hmm. meeting mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And instead of them now, being don't the middleman. Yeah, they're only yeah. the middleman now the with the deal. Yeah. Well, exactly. see, the thing about that also is that you meet with the rep. I'm sorry, you meet with the executive, whoever it is, you have, are starting that developing that, that rapport with them. And you've and there's and it's like the rep hasn't been in that meeting, doesn't know what yeah. was said, doesn't right. know what the office looks like, doesn't know what they're interested in, that you you know, if you were smart, then you're picking up on all that and you were and, and that's how you develop that relationship. Again, that's what I was saying, that you want the rep to be the one who is calling because if you're be so that, that that's the reason why that you're CCing the rep because the CC the rep's going to follow up. Mm-hmm. He's not expecting you to be calling him up. Hey, three eight, hey, you yeah. read the script, but but he knows that you sent it. You sent it. Be, be yeah, aware. Now it's on their radar. Again, that's that thing because if you were the one calling up, it's going to start getting no. start getting weird, dicey. Weird. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. okay. So let's recap. So the thing you talk about is if they haven't started getting you sort of meetings shortly after you sign with them. Uh, uh, you you I, said something. Go ahead. I'm, I, I I'll say one more other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are sending you to meetings that you're not a right fit for, for example, mm-hmm. the previous manager I had sent me to. He's like, oh, I'm going to set you up with this net, you know, Netflix meeting. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but he set me up with a meeting with someone who was doing Hallmark adjacent type content. <laughs> you as my manager should know that that's not right for me. Right. So we, I went and had the meeting and had a mm-hmm. lovely chat with this woman. Mm-hmm. It's very nice, but I had nothing to offer her because, first of all, you didn't prep me for me because I kept asking you, what is it they're looking for? Mm-hmm. So I come in there with like either a script, something I already have, mm-hmm. or several, you know, some ideas. What? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, they're, looking, they're buying everything. They're buying everything. I was like, no one is buying everything. Nobody. Stop with this bullshit. <laughs> right. I didn't specifically, and he could not give me that information, which mm-hmm. was a problem. So I felt like I went to this meeting. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. And she sat down with this woman. And she's like, they're doing, you know, Hallmark level type stuff, like mm-hmm. softer stuff. I was like, ah. I really don't have nothing for you, and I really wish my wet rep had told me. Yeah, like, if right. this, like bad meeting, like bad meetings are not helpful. Or it wasn't a bad meeting. It, everything helps, right? right? I was just gonna say the same. Everything thing. is good that right. people know you, or whatever. Right. But at the same time, if you're sitting here blowing, like gaslighting me, like, oh, I'm gonna get you this meeting. It's gonna be so great. Like, oh yeah, well, and you can't tell me you don't know that what they want. That right. what they want. But well, here's the cool yeah. thing. The reason they call it that whole bottle tour. I'm gonna say the reason. One of the reasons is. Is it's about going out and getting people to know you, mm-hmm. right? So this this executive may be doing this Hallmark thing mm-hmm. today, and in three months they mm-hmm. move to another company yeah. and remember you True. from that. So my whole thing, and, I, and I'm starting to experience that. Like I said, every single meeting we go on so far, I think we've been on like five or six. Everyone they want to read a script or they want us to come in and mm-hmm. pitch something later. So that's a good sign. Yeah. So so where I'm going with that is. It's because of you start talking about what you do. Yeah. So when it, it doesn't matter yeah. that you don't fit their mandate. Yeah. Now you start going back into, well, these are the things that I do. That's exactly what and I did. And if you find that spin that, yeah. that, that makes you really, really important, and the fact that, like, like Pamela, Pamela and I talk a lot about how we like to do, we tend to do these, you know, historic things or things about, mm-hmm. you know, bio stories about people, and we like to just, like, pull back the curtain, whatever, and they go, oh, well, we have this... Think, like it immediately brings something in their head that we may be mm-hmm. able to handle it. Right. You know what I mean? And we'll say there's no genre we're afraid to, to deal with because we're our backgrounds give us so much more meat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we'll mm-hmm. use these things as as an example that make them go, they could kinda handle anything. Yeah. And then before the yeah. day is over, every time. 
we, I'm going to look at you guys for this one thing. I'm going to reach out to your manager and talk to him, but you know, every time, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and it's because of you talk about the things that you do. I get it. Not because of the things I, I do. I, I feel you, but let me, let me add some context sure. to that. If that, if, if they're giving you, if they're getting you like several meetings in a month and one is like, okay, you know, like that happens where it's like, right. they're looking for something like you, that, that you don't really do, but you just go in and sell yourself. Yeah. Got it. But that, if that's the one meeting that gets you in three months, right. three, four months, and that's the only thing he had going right. and it's something I'm not even right for, but you know, you're expecting something to come out of this, like mm-hmm. following up with me, like how to go, like. Did you not know they're doing Hallmark or Jason stuff? Like, I mean, did he- <laughs> this wasn't going to work. But see, that's the thing. It's 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 again. This goes back to, you know, you got to figure these people out too. There's a lot you can figure out about them because it's why you just can't sign with someone because they, they want you. It's right. like, you know, like a if you're not if if you got one you got one meeting in like three months, that's a problem because there's too much shit going on in this town. There's too many people who want to do something. You've got overalls and blah, 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 who, don't, mm-hmm. who, don't, who just don't have enough material and all this kind of shit. And it's like where people do, but it's like, you know, like it's late in the season and they've pitched their three ideas that they've been working on. And, yes. and the network's like, I'm not cool with these. What else do you have? And and they have the deal that they got a service. Like who the fuck else can I talk to? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and that's where, you know, the time frame. I mean, to me, I look at it this way. Like three months with one meeting would piss me off so bad because it's like so much fucking shit goes on in this town. Like mm-hmm. so much shit. Like it's different now. You know, like ten years ago, like 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 when Deadline was just starting, it, like there, there wasn't so much of like a feeding what's going on. They're making so many shows. There's short orders. It's just the whole town is upended in mm-hmm. a way that there's so much there's so much business, and that and and that if you're not part of that mix, then you're kind of like you well, you're fucked. I gotta say sense. something in the defense of the of the of your reps though. They can only get you a meeting as good as your scripts are. So that's, that's the too. first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of too. people think, oh, they just send you on this bottle tour and mm-hmm. just to meet all mm-hmm. the people they know. Right. No, they got to send out your script. script. Yeah. They read it and say, great, yeah. let me meet these people. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times they send it and people are like, no, I'm not interested. You know what I mean? And that happens right. to a lot of writers. I- and months will go by and nobody's just the, reading. It. I say this particular guy was like using his contacts and right. it was a friend and she didn't even read, she didn't even get like, right. he didn't even send the script over. It's just right. like, oh yeah. Like, he's not pushy enough. I hate to use that word. Oh, but, that's why he's gone. Right. That's why he's gone. Right. Right. Um, yeah, that, that just wasn't going to work. The other thing is if a rep doesn't have a strategy for you, like you should be sitting down every so often right. with your reps. Like, you know, I was with this same guy who's no longer, I'm no longer working with. I was like, okay, staffing season's coming up. Mm-hmm. We need a strategy right. on how we're, you know, what would be, what, what should we do? What's yeah. our plan? Like, what meetings are we going to try and go after? What, what shows are we going to try and go after? What what, who do you with? know? Who do I know? Mm-hmm. You know, what are they working on? What are the pilots that are currently being, you right. know, produced? Right. And there was just no strategy. Here's something so like, funny. Okay, we're here's, done. here's something funny that happened the other day that I didn't even think about, but Pamela brought it up to me. So, for the last few years that, that I've had an agent, the last 10 years or a manager, they almost always ask me, hey, send me your list of just industry people that you know that you're close to. Right. Even my manager did it. Right. UTA didn't ask for it. Oh, they don't need it. They don't fucking need it. And she didn't, I didn't think mm-hmm. about it, but Pam said, did you mm-hmm. notice that UTA didn't ask for it? She's mm-hmm. like, I said, yeah, what's up? what she says, because they didn't fucking need it. They can get to whoever the fuck they want no. to. Okay. So okay. Like, you okay. feel me? Anybody. I was like, damn. Well, no, Because here's the thing. Even if they don't know some place... Hi, this is so and so from UTA calling. Oh shit, it's right. them. 
Thank you. Yeah, they're going to pay off you know, the phone. I'm going to pick up the phone. Right. It's like, right. You know, it's that simple. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, I mean, a friend of mine just opened up a new company at AFM. To, he's like an office here, an office in Paris, and they got all this money out of Europe and some money out of Boston. And it's like, he's new. So, you know, like, and I mean, and who who knows him? And he mm-hmm. came from being like a line producer on a, on a bunch of big, big movies, but that's not someone who the, who the creative community knows, right. you know, but it's like the smart agent is called the but UTA is reading that article on deadline and going, oh, yeah. I'm calling him up. Somebody, yeah. Somebody is. Yeah. I'm yeah. calling yeah. him up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're boom. like, who has money? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> the thing is, people, I, it's, it's just something a friend of mine told me one time. A year ago, to maybe think interesting about raising money, something I'm going to tell Jeff about too, mm-hmm. is that money, investment money, is a commodity. It needs to be spent. Right. It's got no fucking allegiance to anybody. It just needs to be spent. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you to kind of like just make something that that that, that that's what it needs to be spent. You know, like 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 money's not hard to find. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's really not. It's just are you you know figuring out how to do it? You know, here's um, here's mm-hmm. something else. That's really important to mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. I'm a stickler about it, as you already know, and y'all, mm-hmm. y'all know. Don't tell me you're gonna call me back and you don't call me back. Mm. Okay, communication. Yes. So you gotta establish yourself mm-hmm. with whoever you're gonna be with about yep. communication. Yeah. So I'm the type of person I said in my first meeting with 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 my manager, I said, "What's the communication gonna be? What What do you right. expect? Right. Like if I reach out to you, how long before I should I expect to get back mm-hmm. to, for you to get back to me? And he says an hour or two. He said, uh, maybe on the weekends, maybe, yeah, a little bit you longer. know what I mean, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, said it, he said, I work all day. Oh, dear. You reach me at the office all day. After that, you can reach me on my cell phone. I was like, oh, I get to get the cell phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, you don't know what the relationship yeah. is, yeah. right? And then when, it, when I went to UTA, the, the, the manager agent there said, I'll probably get back to you within a few hours. And if, it's, if you don't hear from me, give me 24. Yeah. But you will hear yeah. from me in yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. And I was key. like, perfect. Now That's I know key. what the rule is, yep. yeah. so well, I can't well, trip. Okay. If twenty four hours, hours goes by, okay. twenty six right. hours, right. I can start right. tripping. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but you're right. But in see, the middle of the night, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I'm calling <laughs> this bitch. I'm <laughs> okay, that's it. That's, I'm not going to talk shit about so you right now. It's so important. The two things you said. I'm just going to talk about two things. It's so important to get the communication done because one of the things that I had. Told that I had learned. I think Craig Mason was telling me this one time, and he mm-hmm. was like, "This is how you got to play people, not play them, but this is how you should take this as, as a strategy, as, yeah, a, strategy. As, a, yeah. as a strategy with them and with your career." Is the, 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 he was like, maybe it's Glenn was like, tell them that that you'll update them. At, on like every Friday morning about what's happened to you during the week. Did you meet anybody that they didn't know? Did you script? Like, I'll just give them okay, an update too. And they, so th- so that the communication is not just one way. So, right, so that right. They, so they're not Always waiting. CC their assistant. Yeah. Because they don't remember everything. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, you. I mean, because it's, it's in, <clears throat> because the strategy thing, see, I remember right, when I was with Gershwin one time, I remember my, like, I, like every quarter, my brother and I would come up with like this is what we're going to do for the next quarter, mm-hmm. and come up with a big like a, like a presentation about this is mm, this is what we want to do, like a slideshow, PowerPoint. Yeah, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? You know, like is this stuff viable? Can it work? What, this is you know like this is we're work on this. You know, like like a quarter's three months. You know, like 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 can this be completed in three months? This mm-hmm. a draft. You know, whatever. I mean, so because you need. 
to look at it, especially especially when you start getting at again at these management companies with the big agencies, but particularly the big agencies, it is a business. Mm-hmm. And you, if you're smart, you've incorporated yourself, which means you are a business. Mm-hmm. So this is so this, this is the ULLC. Yeah. What's your plan? Because every successful business has a plan, whether it's mm-hmm. quarterly plan, bi-monthly plan, five year, whatever. You got to have all that shit because that just and you, and you adjust it. This shit happens, but you got to do that. And then your rep has to be so as as to be, you know, intimately involved with that plan and let you know yes. is and let you know is it feasible or tell you things like oh you think this is this is gonna take two months to, six months to, no we do yeah. this in a month yeah. you know yeah. but but you gotta communicate with them and let them know that but uh, go one step further so you guys sit down and you say okay here are the things here are the three things I want to go after in these next couple months or whatever mm-hmm. it's uh, the big bird biopic it's um, whatever doesn't hit. It wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy that played Big Bird, you know, he's still alive. Um, he's that's the whole story. They did a documentary about him, but anyway. Oh, but yeah, you, yeah, you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys decide what the three, what the couple things are that you're going to work on. Now, what you do? Because I was in a situation after you kind of laid out. Here are the things we, I'm, I want. Here are the things we're going to go after, mm-hmm. and then after a mm, couple months, nothing at all materializes. Then what? Mm-hmm. You got to let the person go. That's because, exactly what I had to do. See, because again, it's like that's where it's like you got to do the. That's why you do the monthly. I'm sorry, the weekly check in. Say this is what I'm doing. This is what I've done this yep. week to, to to follow what our plan. Doing? What does you get done? Right. The, the yeah. plan because we talked about you know and you might you might get back to you well Monday I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to follow blah blah blah. Or what I've you heard know. is oh I'm I'm trying I'm thinking there's several big meetings I was going to get going for you I was like well then they're, they're not going you so got to go. It's not yeah. That's, that's why I had to let my old agent. Or if you have <laughs> you have one <laughs> hope like he was it was a certain. Um, uh, someone with a deal in town that he was like that was his one great hope. Oh, you were telling me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I kept telling him, "You're wasting your time. You're, you're wasting your time. You never you're put your, all your eggs in one." He basket. put all his eggs in one basket, mm. and I was like, "Well, have they even read the script yet?" And it was like, no, no, but it's over there. I was like, okay. It doesn't matter if they read it and like it. They are not going to... You tell me that's not... This is the bullshit. This is the thing that... This, You know what? This is what... You know, my guy, Tim Ferriss, I love to listen to. He always says this thing. He was like, you get better results when you ask better questions. And he and the whole thing about you go in and ask a fucking agent or manager or company, you're like, and so what are you looking for? Like I say, oh, something good because mm-hmm. that's all they know how to say that's good, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember someone was telling me, like, like uh, one of these things, you know, you find out what they've done and you just get an idea of what kind of uh, kind of the range they do. And you got to ask them, like, what's a movie that came out that you fucking would have killed to have done? You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question because because that point they're like because it focuses in on yeah what, what their the, tastes are what their tastes are mm-hmm. they turn on and say, why would have done a Green Book? You were like, you know, not for me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna walk out of this fucking room right now. Ooh, the time, yeah, the time. But turn around and say, is it turn around and say, fuck? You know, like, you know, like, 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 I would have loved to have done X. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I love that movie too. Mm-hmm. But you and you can't, you know, preface that ahead of time. But because they, you got to see what they say. Um, then it just helps you to, to, to focus to, to focus the me. Because one of the things about meetings that are crazy is is, is, is that. I've learned that you have to steer the meeting. 
mm-hmm. on every aspect. I'm like, and say to yourself, like, well, so what do I want from this? And you go into yeah. meeting, you go into meeting and say, because they sit there and go, because they'll come in here and ask you the question. The question that fucking everyone hates is, you sit in the meeting <laughs> and they say to you, tell me about, tell, you tell about yourself <laughs> and what do you got going on. Right. And you know what? That's gonna be a quick answer. Yeah. It's gonna be a quick Keep answer. Keep that brief. Yeah. Quick answer so you can pivot to and what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. What's the movie right. that, that came out right. that you guys would have killed? What have you seen lately right. that, that really you, got, that you, got, you, got yeah, you going? Really look, yeah, because you know what? What again, shows are you watching that really got you going? Because again, it's my whole thing. I say all the time, like executives and agents and shit like that, they don't get off on a project going. They can't. They didn't fucking spend any time on it. They didn't fucking like, like they didn't bleed on it. So there's other things that, that you know that excite them, and that's what you got to do to figure out and say, how can I get them something that's going to excite them? Right. Get them passionate yeah. because if they're passionate about this shit, they'll like expend the political capital to fucking to go to their boss or f- or whatever hell it is. Mm-hmm. Because you know because mm-hmm. that's but your manager has to get you in yeah, that room be, to begin yeah, with. If yeah. they can't do that, then it's well. That's a, that, and I think the, you're, you're going yeah. to step two. So, yeah, right. and we're on, we're still step, step, see, we're, right. step one is actually yeah. getting you in that and room. That's also the the, the connotation that I think people always kind of make, make the mistake of too is that your managers and your agents do not get you jobs. They put you in a position mm-hmm. so that you can get the job. So you can't ever really like expect them to, right. to get a job. That's why if they're not mm-hmm. getting you meetings, mm-hmm. that means that I get put you in a position to get a job. Right. That means I got to pull the knife out and cut Which, you. I'm going to bring up two important points. One is how often do you talk to them? So remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I was saying earlier that I brought this job to my rep mm-hmm. and went, you take it. Yeah. There's a reason for that. So first I'm going to talk about how often do you talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. I talk to my manager probably every day, mm. and I'm not even sometime on the weekends, right? But that's just a relationship mm-hmm. that we've started. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're on we're on Instagram talking about something or on Twitter, whatever. Mm-hmm. The hell, I mm-hmm. mean, um, Facebook, and so and he's a car guy and I am. Mm. So we're well, it's not it's always business. Stuff. It's still about other. It's stuff. not okay. always business. Okay, got it. So sometimes your manager has to become really cool with you too. He has to be somebody you want to hang out with sometimes. You know what I mean? To me. I think it's super. It has to be super mm-hmm. important. It has to be because mm-hmm. he's representing yeah. you. The, yeah. ag- the agent, mm. you might talk to once a month, right? You know what I mean, right? Um, I have a feeling I'm going to talk to mine more because he's a different little functions. More, the manager's yeah. your long term career. Yeah, growth. I mean it's yeah. two. It hasn't yeah. even been a week yet. You know what I mean with my with my agent yet, but I get a sense that we're going to be talking a lot more than okay. a normal agent would. He keeps a small roster so that he could do that. So that that's possible. Good to know. Um, that's another well, question you got to ask before you, before you sign with about, someone. I was talking about time and oh, how, taking how, your taking a job to them. Yeah. The other reason is there's a couple of things. I've talked about this many times on the show. Mm-hmm. You do it number one because they they know how to negotiate, mm-hmm. right? They know how to negotiate points. They know how to negotiate exactly what you're supposed to be making. They know mm-hmm. how to negotiate extra stuff that you wouldn't have thought of. It's not just about their ten percent. People think, oh, they just want their ten percent. No, there's other shit in there that they're looking for mm-hmm. that you would have never come up with. Yeah, when are you going without be, having a lawyer? Where are you on the waterfall? You know with what I mean? Money, you where, know? All of those things. Where can you, you come to set? Yeah. You know, all of like that. all yeah. that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Your first, your first class ticket to go to the set. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. They yeah. just they know how to get all that stuff. So why not let them hand? It's worth ten percent for them to get all that stuff done. Yep. And it's worth ten percent for them to give you more money. Mm-hmm. Right, because you would have just taken what they would have given yeah, you. Because you're happy to just because, have a job. Yeah, because it's scale. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, like well, it's, it's scale. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, just jumping on. it's scale, and you're absolutely right. Everything because the th- that's the thing that I think people don't get is that 
there's a lot of people who complain about their agents, and I'm like, but motherfucker, you're not getting scale. Right. You're not even getting scale plus ten. You're probably getting like you know like three times scale, and you're still complaining. But you're only getting three times scale because your agent has or your manager has sold your value. Right. That that you're worth three times that, or or, 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 or like whatever your quote is, mm-hmm. because that's what they have to do. Right. And, and 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 the thing is, again, being a sponsor, being a sponsor, because because you might say to yourself, well, if I got X amount of money to cover my bills for the year, and blah 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 blah, blah and you're like, okay, so I'm gonna take this, and I'm in your head, you go with that. But your manager's like, no, motherfucker, if I get you four times that, that everyone's gonna know you're that good of a writer that right. you claim that much money. You want a quote? Well, yeah. You and here's the thing with writers: we tend to get a little bit insecure and you know sit and think, oh, we're not that good, or we right. have imposter, I don't lose imposter, imposter, imposter yeah, syndrome, or whatever. Syndrome. So you right. need someone sort of out, you know, outside entity to just sort of say, no, no. This is where you need to be, and this is what we're going to go right. for. Because we, a lot of times we lack the confidence ourselves, or mm-hmm. even just like the belief, right. or we've been out of work for so long, you start that and you're like, creeping, I just, like, I just eh. need to get back working again. Right. Well, you start cheating, like that movie that everyone needs to see. <laughs> fucking, um, can you ever forgive me? The act, the, the author was out of work for a long time. She said, well, "Fucking, it, you guys need to see that movie. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's 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 a bunch of things you got to think about. First of all, it is a lot easier to get a manager than it is to mm-hmm. get an agent. For sure. Like you said before, Chris, agents are have to have to sign with that business, um, what do they call it? The, um, the signatory. Yeah, they have to be yeah, um, WGA. They have to be a WGA yeah. signatory. They actually have to go through all the paperwork in order to and be licensed. And have to be licensed right. business license. Right. Whereas, like you said, a manager, you can just no. pop up yeah. any anywhere. So, and just start having clients and make yeah, a call. So you have to be really careful with, with, with who you pick. I mean, I always suggest to people... Um, like we have Jenny Frankfurt, for example, who used to be a big manager and an agent. And I'm like, you want somebody who probably was like some old manager yeah. at some big company, somebody who used to be an agent who's now a manager, who, somebody who has do some they history. know someone in your does someone else in your circle are they rep by them? Right? Have they heard of them? Yeah. Do they have other people on staff yep. or have they sold movies? Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. If they're just yeah. You know, Joe Blow, that'll right. do you no good to have you have a manager. I, I, I totally agree. You know and I mean? I'm so, you know, I mean, the onesie, to, the onesie, the onesie, like I had a onesie agent. Right. The first person I signed was just a woman working out of her house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'll never do that again. Right. Never because do that. Because she just, she just didn't have the contacts or right. she couldn't really make the calls or even just to like, you know, get my script mm-hmm. anywhere. And here's here's something and that's I'm sad. Tell I mean, I guess because that's the old model where you could right. be one one person mm-hmm. out here working in the industry, but mm-hmm. the times have changed, and you just can't right. can't do it. Even with the managers now, it's like and now we got management companies. Right. Well, see, well, see, your agents and managers all day long. If they're not dealing with your stuff, they should be like like my my manager and my agent. They're always like at some meeting, meeting at some reps at for well, lunch. See, the, the, yes, all see, that network day is no big. Long. Yes, and yes. the thing is, is that the, sitting the, at the house, the, the person that ain't meeting nobody. But, but, but see, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but. <laughs> <clears throat> Even if you're working out of your house, I mean, just because you don't have whatever. To, you, see, the thing is, if you're working out of your house, the problem with that is you're not. Even generating a, like enough client income to sustain an, an office. office, yep, and that means you're not working. You did you not yep. get enough people, you know? And there's no, there's if, if like like the possibility that you have an assistant, mm-hmm. but it's unlikely, right. you know. And it's just kind of like what the hell with that? I mean, like I to me, the thing with the agent is, and it has to go back to what we talked about in the previous last week about this packaging thing. Mm-hmm. The agents only want you if they go, you have shit that I can sell. Mm-hmm. It, it, it there's there's no career development 
that is on their fucking radar anymore. They're like, I need to sell this shit and fucking make my quota so, so I can be partner and get part of the damn, you know, and so I can get my third house because I'm getting that partner pull from everyone's <laughs> money because Will Smith is at the agency. Yeah. I'm getting some of his money at this mm-hmm. point if I'm a, if, if I'm a partner. Right. But if I'm not the partner, then, so there's all that shit that's going on. And that's what, I mean, and that's why agents... That's that's why their rosters are bigger too, because they're not fucking developing nobody. This is like mm-hmm. I, I need fifty people who I can sell those who who, who right. half of them will sell me a show this year right. or sell me a movie because I because I want my fucking car and shit. I mean, like my, that. Okay. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, let me bring mm-hmm. up another red flag because mm-hmm. I ha- I went through a few with this previous manager I had. Give it to him. Give if to him. if you have a script and um the rep is like not bothering to send it out. Mm-hmm. Not because he feels like, hey, I got notes and we got to fix some things and there's some story issues, story, character. Like if there's, you know, if he had notes on the script and it's like, okay, fine, I got to work on it, yeah. go out. No, your comment is, well, no one's buying this right now. Oh. And so he won't send it out. I'm like, but, I'm like, but bro, right. even if they're not buying it's still Which, a great sample. It's still a great sample that could get me work. See, and no, nobody's and he, buying my Black Wall Street, but it's getting me everywhere. Exactly. Right and he, didn't, he didn't seem to grasp that. So I was like, right. okay, that's, that's another reason okay. why you have to go. But see, okay. that's also, but see, he got the mentality of a fucking agent. Not that, I, mean, I don't say that pejoratively, but it's like, it's like, I need to sell this. Mm-hmm. He's not really thinking about your career. Because, right. Because right. here's the thing about if you got a great sample, it might not sell for. Tons of reasons. That's yeah. so why they came up with a blacklist. Mm-hmm. But it could, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but but the shit could get you a job on a show. Right. It could get you an open writing assignment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that people don't get all the time is open writing assignments. Mm-hmm. That shit is just all over the, all over town. I mean, because we have know, to have someone have who's plugged in to know when those yeah, are happening. Again, when they're you're whole, with the onesie it, in her, you know, in her house or whatever, she no, doesn't she know what the open assignments are, so she can't even like propose you. You know, and honestly, it's it's it may be easier to get to get a job as open assignment than something new because open assignment is like, well, we just bought these four, you know, you know this this book, YA books, YA book, or fucking New York Times bestseller, and and they want that, they want. That done, mm-hmm. but but you mm-hmm. know, except if I come in with a great spec, that's like wow, I don't know, this is amazing, but but no one's anything like this. Yeah. But you could go the, do the, this. Then they're kind of like, I don't know if I can sell that because no one's anything like mm-hmm. it, and it won't fit into the matrix. Here's here's <laughs> the one thing that I was going to talk about. Um, you were talking about sometimes you have an agent or a manager, and for whatever reason, it's you feel like out. it's time to go. Yeah. My suggestion is this: don't just go. Right. Have something. Find else. somebody else. Yeah. Then go. Because here's why. You ever notice that? <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it real. <laughs> you know me. You gotta have All some right. overlap. The girl's got some overlap. Listen, the, the, the girl's got a boyfriend. Say it. Look, look, look. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> this evil one over here. Say it. You ever notice when? Um, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for. I'm on edge of my trip. seat. Go I'm ahead. You notice when you want to do something, all of a sudden something happens. Mm. So say it's like, well, I'm gonna let them go next week. Mm-hmm. The day before, hey, Linnell, uh, we just got a call about you from you ain't heard from him in four months, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You just I did it just, now, just didn't you? Just See, that's what I'm saying. So where I'm going with that is, that's why you don't just let them go. Yeah, because they're still on your roster and they're still a stamp. You still need a stamp. There's, this Hollywood is full mm-hmm. of. It's kind of like va- someone's valid a validation. Somebody stamp. has validated mm-hmm. you. Somebody's saying, you know, oh, your rep. He's quality. Valid. You can yeah. say you have a rep, mm-hmm. and the reason why you need to say you have a rep is 
you don't want to be the one going, oh, yeah, well, let me send my stuff. It's better to say, let my rep send it. That's, For sure. That's well, protocol. For sure. Yeah, plus, it's, I mean, the whole thing on that is the thing that I remember Charles Murray had said, and I believe this too, but he was saying this one time, is that if if you don't have a rep and you and you talk to someone and you talk up a good, you talk whatever it is, they give you the side eye. Mm-hmm. Oh, your script probably can't be that good. Yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. It's like it's you're, not, you're not. Stamped. We because, just said that. Yeah, it's like it's like you're not being SAG or not being yeah. a writer's guild. It's, it's, it's like, like oh, you're it, still it, not there it, yet. It can't, still, it can't still be that good trying. because because mm-hmm. because no one. I mean, like no one jumped on it. Right. And because like you've been saying, there's a whole lot of chumps who could be managers anywhere. It's it yep. be anywhere. Right. You know, I mean, to me, look, I've been in the same boat. I have mm-hmm. not had a, a representation in a long time, mainly because people who come and ask me to do it. Remember me, it's like I've been at that level with uh, people who are I'm like I've been at a higher place. I was at Gersh, not the highest place, but a good place, mm-hmm. and I've been at lower places. And the and I, I mean, lower places, you face all those issues that we're talking about, and mm-hmm. the, and 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 those could be months or years of your life yep. that are fucked up. And, yep. the, and the worst thing is. If you send a project out through someone who's not like you, almost burn the project because the, if the wrong person is sending it out, mm. it might not get read, or it might not get, or mm-hmm. might, or might not get read by the right person. Like I remember one time we had a meeting and we met with um, uh, uh, original film. I had this great, great meeting with the, the big exec, and uh, we were talking about doing this. Uh, this is actually we were talking about doing the Luke Cage movies. This is years ago, and and like Tyrese was attached to it. And at the time, like a good friend of mine from high school was Tyrese's, um, <laughs> you know, you know like, hey, using them. Yeah. No, you told me a story yeah, about yeah, um, yeah, yeah. something in a trunk and and oh, yeah. oh I'm not gonna do that. We'll get into that later. But but a good friend of mine was Tyrese's uh, assistant, and and so he set us up a meeting to, to we pitch Tyrese our take on the Luke Cage movie, and then. You know, and, and Tyrese is like, "Oh, well, then go meet with the people at original and, and let them know." I mean, I'm down with that. So let's bring it up. And we did the meeting in original and 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 pitched the woman at original. She had was a really cool idea, but our agent sent the script to a different executive out okay. there, right? And that person read it. Didn't respond to it. Didn't respond to yeah. it. But I was like, that's not the wrong that's person. That's not the right person. That's, the right person that's another key the, you see, you know, I attribute said, your I rep told you needs to, to have. I to this person because this person wanted it for, is not yeah. for them to buy. Be discerning. They, they, they fucking wanted to read it to see if we do so the job, you know, because they're like, oh, they want to buy that. I was like, I don't think we're going to buy that. She told us that in the, in the meeting right. they wouldn't do that type of movie, mm-hmm. but they wanted to see it for as a writing sample. And mm-hmm. I was so pissed. And I was like, this motherfucker's got to go. <laughs> because he now fucked up a situation because now it's because it, now it's in their system you know he, as a pass he had the juice to get you with maybe with that one exactly you didn't want yeah. but not the juice Wait, to get you Chris, in Chris had to go in with Chris, the right one Chris yeah. had to go in yeah. like like Daniel Kalua and Widows <laughs> <laughs> the gym scene exactly and said what was you doing <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, just rapping. That's I'm just rapping I'm just rapping alright let me hear it let me hear it let's hear it let's hear it I love that scene boom 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 uh, and it's done uh, next yeah. Good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. that's not what I asked you to do <clears throat> what did you do I thought uh, you I, I, did, did we tell you when we interviewed him about that that they kind of improvised that scene they, they, lost, didn't they lost their it. original location. They, they rented lost their location. Yeah, I, okay. I was like, how do we do this? Yeah, yeah. So that's, but that's filmmaking, though. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah. all right, what's nearby? Oh, yeah. this is Jim. All right, yeah. production design, get in there. Yeah. Put some shit on now, the wall. We're going to do it now, yeah. too, because yeah. we have yeah. yeah. right. lights. Danny, right, right now. Here. Lights fading. And, and we're going to get the track laid okay. down. We're going to go 360 around them as they're doing this rap thing. All right, We got one tank. Go. 
I mean, that's the mm-hmm. that's that's filmmaking. That's how you do. Um, it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things in here. There's a there's a book on managing your your agents. Yeah. What's his name? Um. Oh, I have the book out. Oh, I have, I it, have too. it on my. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a green book. It's one called like how, like how to agent your agent. How, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. how to manage your how to manage your some. Okay, no, no, yeah. I'm gonna look it up right I, now. Y'all keep talking. Mm-hmm. I used to talk to him all the time, and I can't remember. Actually, I was gonna have him on the show a couple of years ago, and I can't remember his fucking name off the top of my head. You'll hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so there's there's a bunch of other stuff that you could learn about this stuff. Um, for a lot of the young writers, I mean, these are just things you might need to know. But please know these are these are just our experiences. There's a lot more within what we're talking about um, for you to think about. Um, there's um, um, every every agent and manager is different. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter what level they are. Some like you like you were talking about the boutique ag- uh, agents or mm-hmm. managers, Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, we both have had those, mm-hmm. and and some of them are good too. You know what I mean? It depends on what's the Who best thing are. for mm-hmm. you. It's about the relationships that they have. You know, like like you said, we were talking earlier about somebody earlier, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> about about you. I forget you were saying something about something. They ask, "Well, do you know anybody?" I'm like, "No, bitch, shouldn't you know?" <laughs> right? Yeah. Why are you right. asking me? <laughs> right? Right? Do I know? Oh, look at the time. <laughs> what was that about something? You know what I'm talking about? It's like, I do. Uh, oh my god. I'm sorry. That's anyway. what I'm coming to you for. Right. I can't find the name of the book right now. Okay. Okay. We'll uh, put it Chad, in the show notes. Chad, something. Yes, you know, Chad, yes. Chad, Chad Gervich. Oh yeah, Chad yeah, yeah. Gervich. Yeah. Gervich. Yeah. Gervich. Gervich. Yeah. That's it. No, good um, yeah, it's I'll called managing up. your reps or something like yeah, that. Managing I'll your agents or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, just don't, yeah. don't nobody be too quick to sign with anyone because I know you work really hard and you finally won a contest. You finally yeah. got some attention and you get excited. You're you like excited. I'm legit. You know. Well, you need to paint that scenario then. So say you're going to meet with some. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. a bigger agency, yeah, and they want to sign you, right? And everybody's telling you not to. How do you handle that in the room? Mm. Well, I'm sorry. Give it how do you me. handle that in a situation? Like, yeah, in, in like, the, like say I'm in the room with CAA, yeah, and they're, they're like, like oh, we, sign we would you. love to sign you. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, me, I always tell them I don't impulse buy on anything. So, mm-hmm. guys, let me like you know, let take me, this for let me take it home and think and let mm-hmm. it digest and think it over. Like yeah. this is all really exciting and stuff's yeah. happening People really fast, that. right? And like, yeah, let me just let me just give it some thought. Now right. you got to be a person your word. If you right. don't go two months. And you know, yeah. never. You got to get back to them within that. Got, week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I'd say within a day or two, yeah. you got to be back at them. Mm-hmm. You know, but take some time to think it over. I don't care who it is, right. even if it sounds like fantastic. Right. You know, you got to like. You wouldn't go on a lot for a car. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people do. I would never <laughs> a lot on a car lot and be like, "Ooh, the red one. Exactly. I want that one." So, you know, let me buy it. Right. No, no negotiation. No, no, okay. No. You gotta. You gotta. <laughs> and then and, and take that time to go do your homework, right? Mm-hmm. So go find who else is rep by this person. Mm-hmm. How many times have they had people on the blacklist? How many times have they gotten people like who do they rep that's on staff? Who do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you got to do your homework first before you say, all right, because this is like a marriage almost, mm-hmm. you know, like a level below marriage. Whereas, because you're talking about your, your relationship with your manager, I mean, you're talking to him every day and you're talking about mm-hmm. stuff outside of, like, you have almost a pseudo friendship mm-hmm. also. Yeah. A working, I really like a working friendship. You know, that's, great. I think that, that's, that's great. super different. Not everyone's gonna gonna right. be at that level, right. or whatever. But you gotta have a, a, something that works for you. Is right. what I'm gonna say because everyone's different. Like I don't really want to talk cars and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, like. But there might be work. another. But there connection might be another thing, right? Might be that, another that, thing. That, yeah. For me, it was my cars and my scooters yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. that we just. Well, yeah, because you know, on. it's like it's like the other day mm-hmm. when I was doing the, my reading, I was talking with one of the guys afterwards, and he um. 
something he mentioned something about how oh, he's like, Oh, I'm I'm geeking out of my cars and you talk about these old Porsches. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, so you have this one and this one and this one, these defunct models. And he was mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know about those cars? Mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, he's like, You know what you should do? I was like, I, I, but I've never driven a 911. He's like, Oh, you should come out to my place and drive one. I got three. I was like, wow. Well, by wow. all means, by all means, <laughs> I, like, I, want to drive, I do want to drive one. So, <laughs> you know, um, so, so you never know, like, yeah. what, what comes out of those beyond the business conversation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I mean, it's just a guy that I met. It's it's it's, it's not like I'm going to be best friends with this guy, and, yeah. and that's how it is with your your your, it's ma- about your finding manager that agent. connection. Yeah. Just you like know. you when you go in to meet with your with a, with a, an executive, mm-hmm. you're looking you're looking, looking around, around the room, room like yeah. you're trying to find what a connection. I know, yeah. Or you go yeah. on online, you do some research. You go, oh, he likes boats. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck you know. What, what I mean? know about sailing? Exactly, mm-hmm. and you start to figure out how do you work that into your conversation, mm-hmm. and then you'll you know, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, like we or, really. Clicked. Or sometimes I go in meetings and the exec is like, oh my god, my daughter, you know, she's thinking about she wants to fly, and I don't know. I was like, let me tell you, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Like, oh, exactly. or I was like, oh, or I just even softer. I was like, oh, well, there's an air show coming up in San Diego. You can take her down there. She could look at the stuff, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. Right. You know, I'm just sort of give them like blue oh. angels. <laughs> no, Blue Angels are Navy. No, that's old. They're okay. No, Blue, no, they're not old. Blue Angels are Navy. They're fine. Right. They're not Air Force. They're not Air Force. They're not, Air Force. <laughs> they're, not, they're not the Air Force Falcons who flew over the Captain Marvel premiere the other day. <laughs> oh, that's tight, right. They did. Tight yeah. ass right. formation. Yeah, that's right. Those are the Air Force Falcons. That's right. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> right. So y'all need to know. Recognize. That yeah. Exactly. You see that white airplane with the red and blue trim. <clears throat> It's gonna be tight. You <laughs> already know. You. <laughs> but be careful out there. I guess when we talk about reps and everything, and just and no, don't stay in an unhappy relationship either. Exactly. I've done that a few times. Like mm-hmm. just stay because again, it's better to have somebody to know by. But try and figure out how you can um, get that next person to come along. Like I was in a bad situation as one guy, but luckily my saving grace was I did one of those labs of film independent mm-hmm. last year, and so they put out a directory of all their um, lab fellows, right. and so that went around town. And so a couple managers, like, just thumbing through that, were like, oh, you know, because they have your picture and your bio and what you wrote or whatever. So I got contacted by a couple managers that way. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, like, fell off the radar. Like, I sent them my sample. I was like... Here's the other thing. When someone contacts you as a manager say, oh, I'm interested in you, send them the... I sent them a piece of work that I was like, this is the hill I fucking die on. Send them the best thing you have. This, this is the hill I fuck. Or, right. no, if you don't get this, then you don't get me. Right. 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 Like, like, I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever written, but it's the thing that I'm like, if you don't get me, you don't understand what I'm trying to do in this town in terms mm-hmm. of like representation of female veterans right. you know in the you know <clears throat> on screen that we mm-hmm. haven't seen before that's the hill I'll die on mm-hmm. so I'm gonna send you the script and see how you react to it if you come back with like oh uh, I didn't really connect da 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 okay yeah. you're not the one for me right because I'm trying to I have my own little agenda that I'm trying to push right, mm-hmm. for, right yeah, or wrong you should have mm-hmm. some yeah. sort of agenda mm-hmm. but I have you my have little my, I have my wheelhouse you, because, that I'm passionate about that's how you write stuff that means something to you that's why you're being a hack you're not Making it work, you just like you're trying to follow what the market's going to buy. You never know what the market's going to buy. No, it's like you know, this you guys like I don't know people buying in this town. Motherfucker, you don't know what you don't right, know what right, someone's going to buy. Right. You, I mean, there's always the staples that are going <clears> to be bought, like the medical show, the legal show, the cop show, and the action film and shit like that is going to get bought. But and the and the stupid comedy is going to get bought. Yeah. But everything else is not that. I mean, f- oh. you know. Which, oh which, my go goodness! Ahead. Another thing: if your rep doesn't know what shows are fucking on the air right now, when you come to them, <laughs> if you come to them and say, "Oh yeah, dude works on um super, you know, or Arrow, whatever," mm-hmm. and they're like, "What's Arrow?" 
That's a problem. That's, that's a, a red problem. flag. If they huge don't know, problem. I know there's four hundred shows, but you should know the big. You one. should okay, know yeah, the, the at least ones. know the one. Or at least right. be familiar with. Oh, isn't that like you know? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's... see the small shows. Like I saw this show. You guys got to watch this show called Secret City. It's on Netflix. Season two mm-hmm. just dropped. It's so fucking good. It's I don't so expect people to good. know that type of show. But people are gonna know that show. They're not gonna know the show. network. The network stuff. It's the most Australian shows. I don't see it, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a big red flag because that's right where the there. money is in those right. big shows. Like, that. well, no, I'm just saying they should they should know what those are and who has the deals where and who's who's producing those mm-hmm. shows. They don't know that. Here's here's something you have to say in your first meeting, not when you first start, toward the end, right? <laughs> Trust me on this one. You have to say, in your own words, this is for people of color, mm. right? Mm. You have to say, I know, look, I know where this is going. You have to say, look. I know the script you read had a lot of black people in it. Please don't just consider me for that. Oh, you see, he said it. Yeah. You have okay. Trust me. It has to be. If you don't say it, that's another problem. They're going to assume and put you in a box. That's another problem. You are a black writer for black stuff. If you don't tell them, Mm -hmm. they will not know. They think they're doing you a favor. Yep. They're like, oh well, you're a black guy. I was sending you over to Will when Packer. I, when I, I no, but when I hear that someone's looking for a black writer, I specifically send no. you for that. No. no, yeah, no. I'm more than that. So then you got to totally find agree. your your um, rebuttal for why. Like you have an amazing one to me. Just mm-hmm. your history mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. flying planes. Yeah. Yeah. That alone but separates he, but you. But he started sending me for black things. Right. Like they're looking for a black writer. He's fucking there. up. He's fucking up. Well, he's gone. Um, he's fucking time. up. He's yeah. Gone. Yeah. But find your reason why. So I'll go back and start talking about some shit about me, or I'll go and talk about my husband and growing up with with, with this older white guy, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. having a different lifestyle, mm-hmm. traveling mm-hmm. the world, whatever it, it is. It all matters to yeah. show them. You know, I know almost every country fucking person on the radio. Just tell me, wh- tell me which one. I'll tell you who it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I let you know I'm not your regular dude. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes, I can write that too. Mm-hmm. But I can write that too. Mm-hmm. So you have I'm, I'm to let them know. I'm a nuanced individual. Right. right. I am mm-hmm. not your regular whatever you think we are. Right. I could do that. Stereotypical black dude. And right. I could do this. Right. And I always tell them because I'm just not afraid. And we talked about this many times. You don't live in my world. I live in yours. Mm-hmm. So I know yours better than you know me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I need. To, I need to ingrain them. And here's a cool thing. I got John so good at it, he came with us to the UTA meeting. So I I was just about to bring it up, and John said, I got one more thing to say. Please don't just submit him for blah, 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 like as if it's his. There you go. As if it's his idea. Okay. And I looked at him and I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. okay. Back me up. Okay. Okay, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's important because you'll get stuck in that writer's ghetto, and then there might be some amazing projects that you're interested in writing. And they're not thinking of you. They're not thinking of you. Like, I love stuff to do with surfing or ocean or anything Mm -hmm. that has to do with like any maritime type stuff because Mm -hmm. I used to work on a maritime ship, you know, and I used to go do all that stuff. And it's like, they would probably say, oh, you're a black. Chick with the historical. You probably don't even swim. swim. Don't even swim, and you're gonna do this. I'm well, like, child. It's, 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 I am trying yeah. to live in the summer. That goes back to my original point <laughs> right. that I started with. Is like, you know, you have these conversations with them. They need to be able to retain the fact yes. that you have these certain interests outside of right. the writing that right. you're into. You know, 1950s. Uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, poodle skirts, right. whatever it is right. that you're into. Yeah, because it's they funny. gotta retain that. It's gotcha. funny because it's like. We, 
I, I was talking with Linnell a couple of weeks ago. We this this movie, that some short film kicked around, and I was kind of complaining oh. about it. Right. And, she was, <laughs> and she was like, "I bet you don't even like period films." I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> I love period movies. <laughs> I love them." No, hey, I'm hey, a hey, dance. Hey, is like hey, one of your hey, favorite. Hey, movies. Hang on, let's back up. Let's back up. But, so but, I was. But, I said, but, but, no, 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 no,
and now I'm back. I'm gonna and you're dead. Now I'm and just like fuck. You gonna pee on this dude? <laughs> and it was so uh, it's such a weird. He way took to, it, yeah, because <laughs> he, he was he's in a wheelchair. He can't get up. Right. And I was like, this is such a great way to set up a movie mm-hmm. in this time because mm-hmm. who fucking pees on? It's I mean, like I, the Berlin thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's just wild shit. <clears throat> but that's why I love those movies. But I think that that's the type of movie that again going back to the black conversation. It's like you know. Are you going to write that stuff? And and because I love that stuff, or but that's your job to let them them know. know. You have to let them know, and they have to remember that you want to to do do that, that right? Because otherwise, submit you for that, right? Yeah, right. And and, and that's why when people ask you about doing your Orson Welles, that's why. Yeah, that that's your example of. I gave you an example of something that I love because I love history and I love whatever. Blah blah blah. So on that note, we going over one thirty something. You know what? So what? (laughs) <laughs> well, all, You're I, giving them good information good I know, Content, yes. good info to have And learn, if you need to, you can do a two-parter lessons. Learn from our lessons Right, yeah. indeed, indeed um, So we talked about Luke Perry Yes, we did And um, We talked about your reps yeah. We talked about the reps mm-hmm. I think we covered what Lisa we wanted Lisa Bolacaza yes, was did. here, you was quiet today No, I'm because I want you guys to make sure you guys give these people A lot of good information and game Because you're in the midst of these things right now So it's like I'm just. I gotta talk to you afterwards. I'm the amen corner. Interesting. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Where you at, Linnell White? Oh, I'm <clears> on Twitter at Linnell White. L Y N E L L E W H I T E. That's cool. it. Chris Derrick. Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram and ShadowboxerCinema.net. Cool. Lisa Lisa Coat JL on Twitter. What fresh hell is this? <clears throat> All right. I'm your host Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to. Give us a five-star review. We really need that for the metrics. Um, where are we at, Chris? We are on the Patreon page, uh, and there's going to be a link in the show notes. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Skylar Ezel, mm-hmm. to Demet- uh, to Dietrich uh, King Bay, to Jeffrey Thorne, oh, to uh, Hi, Scott Jeff. Beck, and to Brian Woods, to Rob Greenspan, <clears throat> to Melvin Todd, and Kiana Anuyan for supporting us. We Yay. love everything about thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate that Yay. shit. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good shit going on. Um, Deadly Class is doing great. You know, they still haven't announced season two yet, mm-hmm. but, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, my episode was was cool. That was fun. I love that episode. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. 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 Well, I know, but I, sorry, I was I stuck. Know. Like, literally, I was stuck up the mountain. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't leave because yeah. the roads were closed. So, there was no way I was getting down. <laughs> yeah, it was raining that week, wasn't <laughs> no, it? No, we had so much <clears throat> water come down. It rained for 24 hours. And then, whenever we have the big rains or the snows, because of the fires and stuff, we always have like these mudslides. The last yeah. four weeks, literally, they've been closing both sides of the roads, and one mm-hmm. side is jacked up. Mm-hmm. And it was like there was no way I was going to make it down and be able to get back up because I wouldn't like, be taking the chance not being able to get back up the mountain with the kids. Just kids it's need it's you. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if it was a weekend, yay, I would have been there. But it was like uh, the road is closed. <laughs> so anyway, y'all know how we do it on the rant room on this show. We we keep it real. <laughs> what? We keep it opinionated. Okay. We keep it what everybody. What? 2019. 2019. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Well, I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Rain Room. So you wanna be a writer? 
well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room.